Hello, <coughs> good evening, and welcome to another edition, uh, very close to our sesquicentennial edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. Sesquicentennial is a big word, but the only reason I know it is because when I was living in uh, Texas 30 years ago, Texas had their sesquicentennial. So uh, 150, uh, 150th anniversary, which is where we are approaching. I think this is episode 148, so we're just a couple away from our, our uh, 150th show here at the Cantina Mekis podcast. Glad to have you with us. Glad that uh, you're joining us. Glad that we are We are glad to be here with you as well. My name is John Jagu. Very happy to be here. Uh, still nursing my uh, my post-World Cup Kuruda, as I'm sure you guys are as well. But uh, my uh, Kuruda was uh, was helped a lot by, by Pumas. That's right, Pumas getting not only a victory in Veracruz, then they had to go to an even more humid Tampico, endure endure a, a gol de chilena and two blackouts, and they still pulled out the victory in uh, in Tampico yesterday in Copa Mexico. So Pumas starts the 2018-19 campaign with two wins in a matter of four days. It can it can only it can only it can only uh, be a harbinger of things to come, which we'll discuss here in the Cantina Mexico podcast. We have a lot to discuss actually for for for. Being just ten days after a World Cup is over, you'd think that this is like our dead period, and uh, we're biding time. If we, you know, as, as the season starts, but the season already started. There's a new FMF president that was uh, made a, a official today. Uh, was uh, was was given. He made his debut. He was escorted by his uh, his brain trust, Yon uh, de Luisa. We will discuss that as well. But I can't do anything without introducing our panel first. Joining us from. Beautiful Kyle, Texas, in the southeast greater Austin metropolitan area. Albert El Chiquis Campa joins us. Albert, how are you, sir? Hey, Kapasa. Doing good. How's everybody? Chiquis, did you uh, did you survive the day that it was a hundred and like twelve or whatever it was here a few days ago? It was it was rough. Oh yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't go out too much, but uh, yeah, I didn't feel I'm, it's. It's sort of normal to me. The Arizona heat is what really uh, kills me. But really, see, I, I, I find it to be the exact opposite. I'm I don't, I'm okay with the Arizona heat. It's the I was in uh, in Pensacola last week, and it wasn't nearly as hot temperature wise. But man, the humidity just tears me apart. But you grew up in Pensacola, so I'm sure. Yeah, it probably clears your sinuses when you go. Just need a shower two times a day. <laughs> Well, glad to have you with us, Chiquis. Uh, uh, we'll uh, have a lot to talk about, as, as we mentioned. But again, we, we, uh, we want to make sure we get our, our panel before we jump into any of that. And uh, without further ado, we introduce a man who joins us from Southern California. I'm not sure exactly where. I'm going I'm to assume the OC. But uh, can you call it the OC? Are you allowed to call it the OC? Is that, is that, is that a, I'm not even sure, John. I'm pretty new here, but I'm in Irvine right Irvine. now. Ir- Irvine, I, I have, I have yes. actually, I have actually slept in Irvine, California. Oh yeah. At the uh, when uh, Texas played Alabama, the Texas team hotel was at the Fairmont, actually. So it was a very nice, a very nice <laughs> team hotel, you know, which is uh, a big step up from uh, where we would normally stay when we traveled, which was the Hampton Inn. Uh, <laughs> so it, uh, a very nice for us to stay in Irvine. I did make the mistake, uh, however, how I ended up going down and having the breakfast buffet. Oh. Yeah, it was rough. It, it, was, it was it was it was like my entire per diem down the toilet. 
with the uh, <laughs> with, with the breakfast buffet. Joel, oh, because, were you talking about because of the price or because oh, yeah, uh, no, it made no, you no, sick? Well, both. No, no, no. The food right <laughs> was, was delicious, but uh, the, the the breakfast buffet price was uh, was it was uh, it was eye opening. It was all. And it was pre cantina days, right? You didn't have that. That's right. No, I did you not know. have the uh, cantina <laughs> money train. Uh, uh, Carry me forward like like we yeah, have those, here to make his podcast. Soccer Chronicle funds. That's right. Um, <laughs> mailbox money is the best kind of money, as as we all know. And can, you know, <laughs> mailbox money is like a you know it's just a, a steady as steady as it gets. Anyway, Joel, uh, lots of lots of big news. Chivas, we're gonna start. Uh, that's a little too low. I need that. I need that. Quite. I apologize. Let me let me let me give you a. That's that's just embarrassing. Hang on. Let's hold on. Let's see. Here we go. Did not win. They lost two no. one to uh, to Cholos in in so, Tijuana. Yeah, shockingly. It ruined uh, the, uh, the, the 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 Saturinos debut with Chivas. Even though they they got a goal from an ex Puma, uh, Van, Van Ranking was the one who uh, scored for scored yeah, for Chivas, and, but 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 not enough. And and, and once again, Chivas uh, starts uh, starts the season uh, stubbing their toe. It is, and then the media starting to pile on the defeats from the previous season. You know, which. Uh, that's what, right. A bit of what Almeida left behind. Because if you combine their record from last season with 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 the one game they've had, they've only won like three games in three out of like thirty eight. Yeah, they, and they might and, only be, even be two games, honestly. And zero wins at home for league play. Um, but yeah, I was I was hearing one of the reports, and they're saying Chivas now accumulates, and I was like, <laughs> it's just you know, it's true what he's saying, but that's it's. They're just making things seem worse than they are. You know, I, I was watching a little of the game, and the, the trash talking Guarita came in and saw what I was watching, and 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 you know, like an instinct. Chivas, don't make me laugh. I mean, just right off the bat, oh, was, man. was the first thing she said. First thing she said when she saw what we were watching. So, uh, needless to say, she made me turn it off. So I was not able to watch the uh, the match in its entirety. But uh, no, I, I did see. Uh, that the uh, Tijuana with uh, with a big win, and it doesn't get any easier for Chivas Joel because uh, your your favorite to win the Liga MX title is coming yes. up for Chivas this, this this coming week. Yes, it, it's uh, Cruz Azul. Um, I, I'm not sure because I haven't seen the calendar. Is it a home match for Chivas or? It'll, yeah, it'll be Chivas' uh, home at the, at the home Zombie Life. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and I saw I saw already Cardoso kicking the hornet's nest, you know, really? and uh, yes, and uh, you know he was fanning the flames, and I think uh, I understand why he was doing it, but I, I think I think it has a potential to to create the opposite effect, um, you know, especially with Cruz Azul having someone like like Pelayas, you know. Sure. He has like the, you know, um, but he would. And, and I understand what he was doing there, and, and he was talking about how you don't need you don't need a lot of money to to you know to build a squad or or, 
or to win a championship. And, and then he was saying how for 20 years, Cruz Azul has invested, you know, so much and, and they haven't gotten anything for it. And, <laughs> and it's like, oh man, you, you know, you, you picked the wrong time to, to use that against them. I, I could have seen it working previous seasons, not, not so much right now. So um, he's saying that, 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 that Cruz Azul has basically spent a lot of, for, for the past 20 years, a lot of money only to, oh, unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. Here I am trying yeah. to, trying to make some comedy <laughs> magic and I hit the wrong button. I'm afraid I just flew myself. So that could apply, that could apply both, both ways. So yeah. that, that is interesting that, 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 that he went there. Well, and, uh, and Cruz Azul, did you, I don't know if y'all happened to watch that, that, that game against, uh, Puebla, Puebla, by the way, outstanding new uniforms. Uh, they looked, they looked great. But uh, there was a lot of people at the Azteca. I mean, that was, you know, for just a regular season match, Cruz Azul drew about 50, about 50 grand in the, uh, at the Azteca. The stadium looked pretty good. I mean, even yeah. though it has that gigantic Club America, you know, logo in the, in the, in the top portion of it. What? I heard it wasn't <laughs> yeah. good though. I heard, I heard because you could see the Club America logo that, that it showed that the attendance wasn't that. They're building their own stadium, right? They are, and that's the reason why they're playing at the Azteca. But you know, the reality is, is is if if you really think about it, the the best seasons they ever had were when they were playing at the Azteca. So uh, you know, know, a lot of a lot of the closet Cruz Azul fans that are that are are starting to uh, reemerge, you know, that 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 went into. you know, we need to have a we need to have a, a cemetery on the on the call. Well, yeah, we, man. We need to get metal on here. Maybe maybe maybe, yeah, maybe if they start winning, he starts believing again. He'll, uh, yeah, Mar- Marquitos is pretty far, man, and he no longer has even internet. He's he's in World's End now. I thought he was living at the Patronus Towers, Marquitos. <laughs> uh, but but you know what, John? Just just before we move on. I see Cardoso, what, what he's trying to do is change the narrative because before he came in, and, and this was something that some of the players and even like Almeida were talking about, you need a, you know, you need to bring in the players if you want to win. You know, I'm obviously complaining that they had been selling off the top talent and, and which was something that the club, you know, it was a big necessity just because the money wasn't there to, to sustain a, a club, you know, to sure to pay all those wages, they just couldn't do it, and and I, I that was one of the reasons why Almeida was let go. You know that the whole he wasn't he wasn't on board with with coaching a very inexperienced squad, or or you know, um, which and and which now like uh, Al was telling well, me earlier, if a third a third straight. You know, he misses Ligia for a third straight tournament and, you know, his, it was, starts becoming more difficult for him to springboard. But, but just real quick, um, I think that's one of the things because you, you can't have players like Pulido saying like, what can we do with just, you know, with Canteranos? So he's trying to say like, you know what, I guess motivate his players and say, we could do it, you know, there's enough talent here to, to make something happen. Hmm. As always, the uh, the Chivas novella is just is just uh, honestly it has it has to be the best. I think outside of maybe Boca or or, or River Plate, I mean, does it get any better than than than, than Chivas? 
Uh, yeah, Chivas, Chivas could fuel. Gone. Chivas could fuel Club de Cuervos for ten more seasons, man. They could. Yeah, they I've could only watched use... a, a couple of episodes of of, of, the, of the Ballad of Hugo Sanchez. I'm not. I'm not oh. I'm, I haven't fully committed. Have, oh, you, have, well, you, have he... you fully committed, Hoy? Did, 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 yeah, you... but you need to start with season one, man. That's just, oh, no, I've, I've already watched those. Know. I'm saying I, I just oh. haven't gotten to the to the ballad. I've only watched a couple of episodes of the ballad. Well, I haven't seen the ballad. I've just seen all the seasons of the regular series. Yeah, well, you know, the ballad just came out this past month. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to uh, tune in and see how that uh, how that turns out. So I I, I didn't get a chance because I was uh, just uh, briefly on last week. Hoyle, uh, did did you say that Chivas was going to make Liguilla or they're not going to make the Liguilla this this upcoming season? Or did you even get asked the question? Oh, he dropped Hello? off for... No, I'm back. I had dropped off momentarily. What was the question, John? Oh. The question was, uh, did you say last week that Chivas was going to make the Liguilla or not make the Liguilla? No, I think they're going to put a fight, but I, I don't see them making it. But they won't embarrass themselves. You know, they'll they'll, they'll at least be in... in, uh, in yeah, at least, win, at least they'll win a few home games. <laughs> Yeah, well, they got it. They got. I mean, it's, it's you know what? It's it's a wacky. The Liga MX could be pretty wacky, but I've seen a lot of teams that have that you know in the off season they just prepared. They, they did a really good job of preparing and building up their teams. And I think there's there's more competition since last season. Um, you could say Nakaxa is one of those teams. They've been they've been slowly building their squad since they came back. Well, Since I mean, came back from has, second. The, has the second coming of, of Sir Alex Ferguson coaching him, apparently. Pretty sure. <laughs> well, they, he already won a cup with them. But, I mean, it's – it's yeah, there's – there's other, and then Cruz Azul, obviously, that armaron su equipo, you know, and uh, and then Tigres, who's – they've – you know, this is, this is like – I don't think they could go another season without winning anything with, you know, with the – with the club that they have, Monterrey is also, there's just a lot of teams and uh, some of the other teams dropping off like Santos who they do their usual, you know, the win and then they, they clean house and then rebuild. Build it back up. Yeah. But and then you saw Pumas now. Well, you know, with the right I, foot. I will say this, what, what did this thing about Santos? I, Santos to me, <clears throat> for them to buy low and sell high the way they do with not necessarily the Mexican players, but with their foreign players, uh, and occasionally they're Mexican players too. They've, they've done pretty well for themselves over the past 10 years. And, uh, you know, they, they did it again with, uh, with the guys that they got rid of, Janini particularly, and of course Nestor Araujo, and, uh, Izquierdos. And Izquierdos as well. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we don't have our, of course, you know, we're talking Santos now, which means that, you know, like, like, like in the past when you, you talked about La Volpe, which we have to talk about La Volpe here in a little hey. bit. They did bring a Pumas, John. Like Chivas, they, they, they look, they they look they, for a Puma to. <laughs> that's right. Lalo Herrera is now uh, going to be uh, uh, be the, the, the he, where he has played before. So this is the first time that he's that he has uh, that he has played there. And uh, of course, we have uh, the. Uh, the coach Siboldi, who uh, you know, defending champions with Santos, and uh, now as far as you say, Tigres not winning. Remember, Tigres did win and have won the uh, the Apertura for like three out of the last four years. So they may not have won the, the Conca Champions, but they have been winning. And yeah, uh, so 
and, and and I'm guessing that they will continue to win, or at least be in the conversation. I don't see. I don't. I don't necessarily think that uh, that not winning a a, a trophy is a, a fracas. Like like for Tigres, if they don't make the playoffs, or if they lose in the first round, that's a major fracas. But if they go to the final and lose, I mean, can you really? I mean, can you really call that a quote unquote fracas? No, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, so obviously they are, uh, but you know it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for them to uh, knock off Cruz Azul. And again, Cruz Azul, uh, Pelas using the same blueprint he used in America as far as the the players that he brought in. Instead of bringing in a bunch of guys that that, that no one really knew about, he or unproven in, in Liga MX, he filled his squad with proven Liga MX talent and gave them a proper preseason and. Uh, I think, you know that that that's uh, you're going to see that that's going to pay dividends compared to where Cruz Azul in the past, you know, would, would make signings, you know, up until the uh, the late August uh, transfer deadline, uh, the worldwide deadline, you know, and then like by jornada nueve they have hey, look, here's, here's your nuevo refuerzo coming in for uh, <laughs> they will bring injured players exactly. Like, They'll get re injured during training. Like bro- bro- broken Santa Cruz, <laughs> I couldn't believe they signed. I mean, I, oh, I think he was man. a great player. And and I love the way he played, but I mean, the guy just, they just have a sort of a couldn't stay healthy. They, have, they, have sort they of brought good, him in a, a stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> they have a good mixture because they still have Cata Dominguez there. They, they just rolled in him into Aguilar. Oh, you they mean their Paolo. squad, their current squad? Yeah, their, their current. Squad. Oh they, man, they didn't bring in like they didn't bring in the, like great players. They brought well, that's in what I'm talking about, but they brought in proven Liga MX players, which yeah. is exactly yeah. what Pelaz did at Club America. No, from last season, who was? I, he I was, like. He showed some interesting things. I like Elias Hernandez. He got a. He had a good goal. Oh, um, he's yeah. He's he's he one of those known commodities, man. They, they brought in uh, that I think kid, Elias- uh, Roberto Alvarez from uh, or I forget what his first name is, but the the, the young kid from uh, from Necaxa was one of you know he was the one that had a really good uh, tournament in Toulon along with Lainez and the guy that scored all the goals. So uh, I mean, yeah, it's it, it is a squad that that is built to compete with again with 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 players that have proven that they can compete and compete well in the league. Why more teams don't follow this this uh, this this recipe? Uh, frankly, baffles me. Okay, I mean, it's not too surprising. Like this lineup, I wouldn't think looking at Cruz Azul, I wouldn't think that they would be a, like a super awesome team. Because they still have they have Jer, uh, Jerry Flores, who's you know sort of older, Cata Dominguez, who hasn't been like the greatest player, um, and then but they add a mix of other that like really good acquisitions like Pablo Aguilar, and then Elias Hernandez, and then these uh, like this Argentinian, I think you're Roberto Alvarado. Yeah, that's and, uh, a, that's the kid oh, from uh, Caracas. Yeah. That, Caraglio, Caraglio. Yeah, they got Caraglio. Uh, yeah, but Caraglio again, uh, he was from uh, with Atlas, right? I just uh, a proven Liga yeah. MX goal scorer, which they yeah, had. And if you could, and if you could score goal with Atlas, man. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> trial by fire, man. Poor <laughs> you Atlas. could score there. You you could score at Cruz Azul. Dude. I you mean, seriously, to... just, you know, for, for the poor Atlas fan. I mean, and you know, and, and especially listening to this show, I mean, it's like help, help! I'm being repressed. I mean, it just. Hey, these these well, they have uh, Rafa Marquez now as as what is he? He's he's like he's like a general manager, and I see he's still doing a despedida, man. 
This guy is doing a despedida every two months. He's like those uh, those rock and rollers <laughs> that they go on their fourth and fifth farewell tours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, so so I mean I don't know, man. Hopefully he brings something good to the table, just for the sake of Atlas fans, man. Because that's just ah, man. If you're an Atlas fan. And Much credit to you, man. As far as loyalty, I mean, it really is amazing that, uh, that, that, that how well Atlas draws, knowing that, that that for I mean, it was it, I mean, we don't make fun of them just because they haven't won a title. I mean, we make fun of them because they lose so. Uh, what's the word? I'm just so consistently, awfully well. Just I mean, it really is just. <laughs> and you I mean, know they, the funny they, 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 they true they are true masters of. of uh, and, at least. And you know that what the irony is is that Atlas used to be the team of like, like if you were well off, if you if you lived in uh, Guadalajara, if you were well off, upper middle class, you were an Atlas fan, and uh, you know the academicos, you know you were well studied and all that, and uh, if you were Chivas, you were part of the, you know working class, and and the joke used to be, you know how do you know who's who's playing at the stadium? And it's like if you see bicycles, it's a Chivas game. But if you see like limousines, it's it's an Atlas. Or if you see like fancy cars. Well, if if you if you hear uh, our friend of the show, Tom Marshall, talk about Atlas, he uh, he says that they're very uh, they're, it's a very hipster crowd that, that that follows them in Guadalajara. So they must they must have have uh, started to follow Atlas ironically, and then like they got bitten by the Atlas bug, you know. So they're so like. They're afflicted. So like, they can't help. So it. like, so like the Morrissey, the Morrissey of the Liga MX. That's right. A lot, a lot of wailing. That's right. A lot of cause to be down. You know, we 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 we've talked about your self-loathing, Joel. I guarantee you that, <laughs> that self-loathing with an Atlas fan oh. is 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 a hundred times more magnified than 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 it is for for just about anybody else. But, I mean, it's about the true, you know, fifty-year-old, you know, bitter Atlas fan. Ouch, ouch, yeah. You, you know, self-loathing though is it's helped me. It, it's helped me, you know, deal with this stuff because I'm seeing my chi hermanos, man. They're not coping well. Well, you see, Joel, it's, and, I've always felt that that this show for you was we were like like peeling the layers. <laughs> of yeah, to get to the you core know, of the matter for you. And. And this is this is another one I'm gonna hit my chi hermanos with, you know, another could be another brutal truth. Is the fact that, oh, you, <laughs> is the fact that Almeida might not return. Like he might never coach again. You know. That's, oh, he'll coach again. He'll coach again. I mean, at Chivas. Oh, that'll never. Yeah, well, they've, yeah, they burned that bridge. You know, and, yeah, and again, you know, I, I understand his point. You know, for for because Almeida was like, yeah, okay, we had a bad season, but I mean, let's let's be honest. Chivas just would never. I mean, even from the, from the very beginning of, of 2017, just could, could never get it together because, you know, they had a you know they just didn't have any a preseason and it ended up affecting them in both tournaments. That injuries, this and that. I know that they had a, just a terrible home record, but I mean, you know, it, it's not like they were playing terrible. They they just they just, you know, they were they were in a rut. And and then for the, and for the upper management to just you know just tear his team apart you know you know get rid of the the, the biggest and, and most important cogs of the team. And say, well, oh, by the way, you're going to play with a bunch of 19 year olds. Deal with but, it. But he knew. No, he knew it. You you I, I've dug up old interviews where he he's talked about that. So he was well aware. He was well aware of. Well, what just because he was aware of it, I mean, you have to like it. 
No, I know, but then he should have then just left on his own terms instead of like dragging it out and then, you know, it became this big deal. And then I think they made it made it even worse by like, you know, um, leaking that email. That's just well, that that could have very well cost him the job at the national team. You know, if he ends up not getting it, which is I'm thinking if they wanted him, they would have already signed him. Possibly, possibly. No, I don't think so because they always uh, have have uh, it out. have have they, like they don't make this decision until like October or November. So they're, 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 they're like the novela. Yeah, this is not a surprise. And well, well, I, well, I guess it's a good time to uh, to get into that because uh, today uh, down in uh, I, I guess at their, at their fancy new place, I think it was outside of Toluca, if I'm not mistaken. The uh, the FMF had uh, formally presented their their new president. Uh, a very young president, uh, Yon de Luisa. Uh, of course, uh, you know I use the term "young" loosely. He's, you know, he's he's in his uh, late forties, uh, uh, born a year before I was, nineteen seventy. And he uh, has uh, his his track record uh, at where he has been, whether it's with uh, uh, America or even Televisa, and uh, and and spots in between has been pretty exemplary. I mean, you know, this is a guy that knows, uh, that seems to know what he's doing. He, uh, led America in the, in the early part of the 2000s, uh, was one of the, uh, one of, one of the suits there. They, uh, they won a few championships, uh, under his, uh, while he was in the front office. And then he went to, uh, Televisa after that. And then, and before leaving Televisa, he was able to secure some, some properties that, uh, that they probably at one point took for granted that they would be getting. So he was able to help them there. Uh, he's uh, uh he has a uh, his ba- his bachelor and a, and a master's degree from uh, right here in Austin at the University of Texas, so he's a Longhorn, and uh, you know, take that for what you for what you will. Uh, I, I happen to think that that's a that that's a pretty cool thing that he is, and he uh, you know, he comes in at a time there where Mexico is going to need, uh, you know, at least at this uh, on the senior level, uh, they're in, in, in a period of transition. And uh, w- with that said, I mean, it, it looked very clear to me uh, after watching the uh, press conference and 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 uh, creating a new a new position at the. Uh, at the FMF, which is now the uh, not just the national team director, but the sporting director, which is what Memo Cantu is going to be doing. Uh, I'm assuming Memo is going to be a go-between between, between uh, Dennis and Gerardo when it comes to the national team. And then he brought in uh, the lady from Tigres to run. The, the, I don't think they'd ever had a head of communications. So now they have a head of communications, which is you know, knowing how many times uh, the the Vemex Foot has 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 stubbed their toe when it when it comes to messaging and PR and optics. We'll call them uh, a, 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 again another an, another good move. So it was uh, it was encouraging to see Joel. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it. I know a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of uh, cynicism just because of the fact that he's a Televisa guy. But I don't necessarily. I mean, yes, he is a Televisa guy. But uh, but but he. Uh, while he was there, you know, wasn't just there biding his time. I mean, the, the guy has obviously worked and done and done well where he's worked. This this could work out very well for uh, for uh, Femex Food, I think. Yeah, well, you know, there's talk now that he's going to get groomed to be a 
you know, to get a position in FIFA. And we haven't had anyone since uh, Guillermo, Guillermo Cañedo White, who was a vice president. Right. So I think uh, it's very smart in uh, FMF to want that type of representation again. Well, it's so, only uh, it's, it's obviously only a four-year term because uh, I'm assuming that in 2023 he's going to leave to take over his his duties as the as the organizer of of the of the World Cup. Because I mean that that will be a full time. There's no way he can do both. So I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that that's what he's already been named that guy. So so that's he ain't basically he ain't going anywhere for these four years. So uh, it, it 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 is. Well, John John, I feel he's going to be the full eight. He dude, there's no way he can be both. There is no possible way he can. Well, be I mean, both. they kept Cantu, you know, and they they have a full they have a full squad, you know. So I, I think he he's he'll have enough time. I'll say plenty of time to prepare. But but we'll see, man. We'll we'll see. Well, either way, it's uh, now the, the, what I was worried about when they made the announcements uh, and the people that came out I was like, man, there was no Torrado, there was no De Costa. I was like, dude, seriously, they didn't get rid of these guys, did they? But no, they're they're they're, they're going to be in, in the roles that they had before, which was. Uh, the head of uh, the national teams and then the sporting director of the national teams, uh, uh, which is what Dorado is. So uh, th- th- those positions remain unchanged. The big news, of course, outside of all of that was the fact that when, when uh, the name of Juan Carlos Osorio came up, uh, that there were a lot of uh, non-answer answers given as far as what was going on with basically saying that the, the, the official message was, Hey, you know, we're still talking, but, um, it it makes was, me wonder. Go ahead, Chikis. I was just to say it was just a whole big fluff press conference, man. It was a big disappointment. <laughs> Everyone wanted to know one thing, and they uh, were talking about a bunch of other stuff. That well, I think it was more to present to present the new president, though, more than anything, you know, more than more than having. Well, a, I mean, and all honesty, you know, they obviously were prepared with that with that answer because he gave it. He gave, I mean, I got it right here. I'll play it for you right now. This is uh, Memo Cantu uh, answering the question when they asked, because it wasn't Delisa that answered. He said, I'm going to let Memo answer this question. This, this is his department. And uh, so here is, uh, let me see if I can find it. Hang on one second. If I have a, uh, here, here it is. Here it is right here. Hang on. El America es una mierda. Man, I keep hitting the wrong button. That, that is, that is oh, man. No, no wonder Ron has been staying away. Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Here is uh, Memo Cantu. This, this was answer number one when they asked him the question. Here we go. So that was number one, and then here's number two. So they had asked uh, a little later the same, basically the same question. So here was the answer for that. Bueno, como me imagino que sabrán, eh, al término de la Copa del Mundo termina contrato y hemos sostenido diversas pláticas. Aún no decidimos ambas partes eh, qué camino tomar y en cuanto tengamos 
más información, con mucho gusto se los comunicaremos porque, como lo dije al principio, es un tema muy importante, toral, en, en la Federación Mexicana de Fútbol, no de ahora, sino ya de hace mucho tiempo, eh, y, y creo que merecemos tomarnos el tiempo necesario para tratar de tomar la mejor decisión posible. So, let me, let me, go ahead. Let me ask you a question, though. Like when I said this whole press conference was fluff and and sure it was an announcement of the president and all that, how, how influential are these dudes, the long pants dudes, actually in what they stated their goal was, which is getting results, as opposed to like a head coach and the players? I mean, these guys aren't don't do anything other than make money and and or am I am I wrong? It's the head coach and the players that actually do the, the work. Well, yeah, I mean, on the field it is, but. Uh... I mean, you're absolutely right, but you know, but, but, but you have to make those decisions, you know, as far as who that coach is, and yeah, you got to put the players in, in position, you know, to, to to play at their absolute best, which is one area that uh, that I that I do think that that, that Osorio excelled at immensely was his uh, organization and, and administration of how a team should prepare, and I and I do hope that Mexico decides to. Uh, to uh, incorporate a lot, a lot of the, the the methods that were used in this, and just and just make it part of their norm, just make it part of, just make it procedural for them. Hold on, hold on, uh, please, I cut you off. No, no, that's that's fine. I'm saying they play an important role, you know, because they make sure that that uh, everything's running smooth. I mean, it, it could make the difference between uh, a squad that's struggling to qualify. To one that is freezing through qualifiers. If, if you, you know, and, and like, like one thing that FMF did around the time that uh, La, La Volpe came in, they worked hard to organize all these tournaments because they knew it was important, you know, because, because the team is not just a team, it's just a brand. So, um, you know, they, they needed to make sure Mexico was winning again and they organized all these tournaments. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, they had, They had Olympic qualifiers organized in, in Jalisco. They had the Gold Cup. You know, they had these things that, that, uh, ended up helping Mexico in the long run. And, and that's, that's a lot of the things that they're doing when, when they brought someone like Dennis, who was already scouting players and he's managed to bring two, two really good talents, two young talents, you know, that the U.S. could have, would have gladly I think, and I think they had already been playing for the U.S. Um, you know, I'm talking about, uh, the midfielder from Monterrey and then the young kid in Galaxy. Um, so yeah, I, I do think having a competent FA could, could go a long way. I mean, look, look what happened in Argentina. All the infighting, all the infighting caused problems. And, and if you look back in, um, Some of the previous World Cup qualifiers, a lot of infighting has been at the root for the national team then crashing out or, or doing not doing as good as they should have. Interesting. Yeah. Hey, Chiquis, uh, uh, we need to send uh, Dano his invite again. Uh, yeah, I just sent it. Okay, cool. Hopefully he gets it. want to make sure that we... Uh, I was trying to figure out how to do it, uh, but I, 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 I wasn't, uh, I wasn't uh, able to. Hopefully he'll get. Hopefully he'll get that one. 
Yeah, that, that's some good insight. That's some good insight, Joel. I, uh, yeah, I dude, and, and I... no, and it's not surprised that they brought in the dude that was one of the guys that helped secure. I mean, a World Cup for Mexico. I mean, I know Mexico's not hosting it, but who doesn't want to play all their games at home? <laughs> who, you know, what club wouldn't want? I mean, what national team wouldn't want to play at their home venue? That's just a big, a big plus to have. Sure, and and uh, now I do have uh, uh, some of the things that Yonderlisa talked about uh, as far as uh, what the uh, uh, I don't I have was like his six points, but I want to play. I think, I think uh, you know some of the objectives I think is uh, a little more interesting. So let me uh, let me play that one here. Hang on one second. Dentro de los objetivos de la Federación y como podrán ver en la representación de cada una de las diferentes direcciones que estamos en esta mesa, tendremos eh, objetivos variados. No podemos eh, dejar de mencionar que nuestros objetivos principales como Federación Mexicana de Fútbol son los deportivos y todo lo que tenga que ver con la parte deportiva dentro del fútbol. So that was, uh, I really can't remember, I don't know if, they, if, you know, if each one says the same thing, or, you know, that this is just a bit, I don't seem to recall anybody else saying that. Am I am I wrong, or do they, do they all say it? The, uh, the part at the end about you know you know the, the, the you know the main goal is to make it a you know our main goal is is, is the what's achieved on the field, not uh, not anywhere else. I think I think they do say it to an extent. But what is he referring to of, of as being anything else, like money, or having the players make commercials? And well, I mean, I don't think that he would go out and you know actually say that. But, uh, but you know, I, you know, I, I do think that. The, or what are they changing? What are they changing as? Well, like I said, I mean, they've had they've added this new position. They have, they've added two positions, if I'm not mistaken. They had the, the, the communications, and they had the. Uh, the, the the sporting, you know, the director of, of sport of, of of on the on the field stuff, which is what Memo Cantu is going to be now. Now my thing about Memo is is, is this position Joel just to be a go between between Dennis and, and Gerardo and and Yon de Luisa? Is he going to be the or, or is or is he going to have uh, more more input in, in some of those decisions than? than I've uh, heard. I've... I've heard, yeah, it's both, and I think input too, and, and oh I, I think it. No one can believe it, boy. No one can believe uh, it. <laughs> no, and I think it's it's um, you know, because Cantu is a football guy, man. So you mentioned earlier he scored. He was in the selection. He scored that fourth goal in the '93 by accident. By accident. <laughs> ricocheted off of him. <laughs> I wish I could score a goal by accident at the Azteca to help win the cup, man. And that was uh, back but, when they didn't have the, like the, the capacity was like a hundred. Like yeah. it was one hundred and fifteen thousand people. Imagine that one hundred fifty. And I think for that game, it had swelled up to like a hundred and twenty-five. Would have would have bar ruled that goal out, John? <laughs> oh no, I mean it was a goal. Don't get me wrong, it was <laughs> a goal, goal. But it's it was like, like those... he knocked it in and like like a, like a ricochet. You know, just how he just happened to be there. Oh yeah, he was falling. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, but I mean, I, I think you know, Luisa's not really like football guy, 
to that extent, you know. So I think it helps to have someone that's been in the game or that's been involved at all levels where you could get input from them. So um, I think that's part of the reason, too. Right. You know. Yeah, I think some of the stuff that some of these other guys missed when you had, like, uh, Nessio and some of these other dudes, they just didn't have that, you know. Well, that extra knowledge. I guess, I guess what he has done then, in essence, is, is to give kind of like how Piojo had Pelais, uh, yeah. as, as someone to help him with, just, just basically to help him, you know, be, be like a bench coach kind of. Then the, would Memo Cantu then be, uh, be Yonder Luisa's bench coach? Yeah. Well, I don't, Man, you know, I like to think that they have a pretty competent squad. I, I just feel that someone he could like go off of, you know, if he has questions regarding something, he could just go to, to Memo and, and then get some input from him. Right. And, you know, Memo will obviously be uh, one of the ones who's going to make ultimately the decision about, uh, about Juan Carlos Osorio. And, oh, well, well, that's where I've heard otherwise, John. Oh. <clears throat> Yeah, the, the some of the news making the rounds at the at the with the lava lavadoras. The lavanderas, in, yeah. With the lavanderas, yeah. I said washing machines. Um, is that is that um that John does not like JCO that he sees him as a good trainer but not a coach, and that um that Memo did want to resign JCO but that John said he gave it a thumbs down, man. Well, I mean, let's. It's something that 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 we discussed when we wrote our uh, our, our World Cup postmortem. In the gentleman's agreement, you and I was, uh, you know, did this yeah. guy did, did you know from you know six days a week did everything right, you know, you know had had the team, you know, you know the, the the team was was on schedule down to, you know, when they, you know, had their third water break, you know, whatever it was. I mean, it was, it was it was, it was very meticulously planned. You know, he, he, he changed the way that they trained as far as, uh, understanding that his team does not play in Mexico City, uh, the national team that they play in Europe, most of them at sea level, that they had to figure out a way to train. So he, you know, he did, they did that, they did that thing where they went to Cuernavaca for, for a few days before they, they, they would train in Mexico City. And, uh, it, it seemed to, uh, Help some so, so and just just on travel alone, he, he he cut out you know ten twelve hours of travel for the for, for your team the guys the guys that were coming in from uh, from from Europe to play his qualifiers. So he changed he changed a lot of that. He he made it better for the players. I think the players responded and they got they got the results he needed. The one area where he seemed to have uh, where where, where Osorio was weakest is unfortunately the one that's the most important, which is. You know, getting, getting, getting the the one result you need, and he had four chances, and it didn't happen. Yeah, and and when the team was crashing, he never seemed to have like an answer. You know, when when you know when when the team was when you could tell that that they were losing, he never seemed to have to have like a plan B. You know, right. You know, and it just seems like in every uh, decisive game that, that Mexico has in a World Cup, 
you know, you know, ten, nine times out of ten, they're always decided by, by, by some gamble that the coach decided to make at the last minute to go against, you know, his instincts for, you know, his, 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 his philosophy and everything else for whatever reason. And, and he had his, his, his gut feeling of, uh, you know, I should just roll with what I got against Sweden when it was like the absolute worst decision he could have made. And, uh, it, it didn't seem to make, uh, to make any sense knowing, you know, the way he was and the way that he'd prepared for everything. And just, you know, to throw all that away, uh, was, uh, you know, it ended up being his fatal flaw at, at this world cup. And the reality is though, that, uh, so you think you're saying that Yonder Luisa doesn't want him. So obviously the, the, their the overtures are still being made because nothing, you know, if, if he was out, he, he, they would say he was out. But the fact that they haven't said that he's out officially makes me think that, uh, that if what you're saying is true, then there's got to be some convincing being, uh, you know, trying to be made. And and the other the other thing that that makes me wonder, Joel, is that it, it seems like, you know, above all else, uh, Yonder Luis, at least at least on the uh, on the on the field side, is is is, is betting on on continuity, you know, keeping Memo, keeping Torrado, keeping uh, the close. Because well, usually when these guys would come in, I mean, it would be, it would be Boron and Nueva Cuenta, and everyone's out. And you guys, are. I, I think that he's he's the reason those guys came in because they came in towards the end of, of the last cycle, right? And I I think they knew that, you know, we all knew that Nessio was leaving, so I think uh, they just got to work early, you know. They got they got working early on some of that stuff, gotcha. and then. And I think this goes way back to there were, when there was that big meeting uh, for the who who had the rights for the national team, and Televisa won him for the next eight years with and, that and, hidden clause. Yes, yes, who was instrumental <laughs> in securing that for for Televisa? Was it the Santos? Was no. it? Uh, it was Yonder. He, he was He's the guy that found the hidden clause, John. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was Irragori. He's no, like, he, he did find we find Colby. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, you know, he was going through that contract with a fine tooth comb and he's That's like, right. oh, oh, look here, there's, there's this renewal clause that you guys didn't see in the fine print. Um, That's right. <laughs> no, so he played a role and, uh, man, that just, that says a lot, you know, and he's, he, we mentioned it before, but he's, that's the other thing that they're going to look to do is, uh, get back to Copa America and Copa Libertadores. So I hope, I hope those two things happen. Well, he did talk about that and, and that is one of his objectives. Let me see if I can, uh, I think it was objective number, number four. Let's see if I can, if I can find that. Hang on a second. Okay, Ching. Chingue, uh, su madre el America. That is obviously not it. <laughs> that is that's obviously not it. Wrong, wrong. Yeah, hit the wrong button again. Wrong presser. I think yeah. it was. Uh, I think it was this. Let's see if it was this one. Hang on. Cuarto, consolidar la activa participación internacional de la Federación Mexicana de Fútbol, aprovechando hoy la extraordinaria relación que tenemos con las federaciones de Estados Unidos y Canadá, y desde luego participando en todo lo que sea posible dentro de la Concacaf y de la FIFA. So he didn't mention uh, either Conmebol or the Copa America in that statement. 
but it did say in uh, CONCACAF y la FIFA, which to me tells me that, 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 that I think that you might be right. I think some people think that they could be over for Mexico and, and South American tournaments. But 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 you seem to think, Joel, that, that if, if Televisa gets the rights, then Mexico's playing. Yeah, they would return. I, I think they want. Just because, um, you know, how much money, you know, the Colmar Bowl makes from having Mexico. There's just way more ratings. There's just way more money in, in two big markets. Right. Which is Mexico and the U.S. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's kind of a reason how Telemundo ended up with some of the rights. You know, they were probably on clearance. Telemundo swooped in and he's like, we'll show your games, you know? Oh, you mean about the Copa America? Yeah, um, yeah. Telemundo's going to be showing it. It's like first time that it's going to be on open air. No, the Copa America was on, uh, has been on Univision for the past. Uh... The Copa America? Not on cable? No, no, on Univision for the past. Uh, I mean, although I think that the, the 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 last one was on BN, if I'm not mistaken. But like in 07, uh, uh, 11, 03, though, yeah, those were always on Univision. It was until very recently that they that they moved off to. Uh, but I think I think a lot of the big reason for that whole was because Mexico was sending, you know, down to twenty three. Well, that was and that, and that was because of uh, Jack Warner, right? It's not because they wanted to. Um, yeah, when Jack Warner was right there, he was he was forcing Mexico because they were trying to build up the the Gold Cup. They were afraid that you know they would not take the Gold Cup series, which was happening up until they said, "Okay, this this is now." Uh, you know how they split it for the Confederations Cup, right? They did the the dual ticket. But, yeah, but that's because the Gold Cup has a thing every two years, which, 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 which you know, it's a discussion we've had on the show many times. It is, it is, it is not necessary to have the Gold Cup every two years. It, it just, for, for competitively, no. But I do understand why Concacaf does it because it's, I mean, it's, it's essentially, it's, you know, how they operate as the uh, the proceeds from that. So. It's uh, it's not going to change anytime, anytime soon. For for Concacaf. So no, no, no news on the Osorio now. Now, Joel, if uh, if if what you're saying is right, then uh, at what point will uh, will Juan Carlos Osorio be given his his glorious send off to say hey? They're saying already that it's it's been a done deal. So, uh, so you're saying that they're just that this is just a, just, a, a smoke screen that, that they're putting up? Yeah. Well, here's, yeah, here's, I do what, think. I think. here's what I think. The, the, that could very well be true, but I, I, you know, and, and maybe the Luis is saying, "Let's see who else." You know, let's put our feelers. I think that what's happening is that Mexico's not getting any, they're not getting any nibbles from the well, quote unquote, you know, uh, bigger name coaches that, uh, that, that, that they would deem, you know, you, you know, someone that they, that they could, uh, bring on the coach. Well, uh, no, man, I, I forgot what I was going to tell you, John. Um, damn. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's at the tip of my tongue. Um, yeah, completely wiped, wiped out of my mind. I, I blew your mind, Hoyle. I blew your mind with what I was saying. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I do believe that. I think that they, uh, that Osorio to me is still an option because he may be, you know, you know, outside of bringing in like a, I mean, you know, the only one that's available right now is Almeida, uh, essentially, that, that, that doesn't necessarily have a gig. <laughs> and uh, neither, neither did Osorio, man. People were thinking that these guys had all these jobs lined up, and it's been, especially for Almeida, a lot of smoke and mirrors. Um, you know, it was his agent throwing out feelers. Well, of you course. Know? And, 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 and there's, he can't find a job. He's just been lobbying. And, and with JCO, you know, if you see social media, his own countrymen don't want him. You know, I think JCO's best bet is probably going to be the U.S. Uh, national team. As for Mex, it's like you said, man, I don't think they're too much in a hurry right now. And I just remember I was going to say there's the, cause I missed, I missed the, I missed most of the presser, man. I, I got to the last part, but I know there's going to be two upcoming friendlies. And what I had heard was that, they were going to let other coaches um, sort of as a, you know, homage. So what they did in, in 2010 where they let Ojitos coach one and like yes. some totally like, like, like your, wasn't it your buddy? Huh? <laughs> My buddy. Uh, wasn't it Real that, that, that coached the other one? Like you guys like, why? He is did, yeah. And that was that. Yeah, was Real it. coached. And, uh, and then the other guy from the Mexico's, Chucho Ramirez also coached. Yeah. So I was hearing that they were going to let Vasco coach one game and then La Volpe coach another one. So I don't I don't know if they talked about that at the presser because I missed. I missed. No, they, the they did not. They did. They, they did not come up. They only had. I uh, think they only asked like like six or seven questions. I mean, they, they kept it. They kept it very short and to the point. Um. With. Uh, with that, I mean, they, they, I mean, he 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 introduced uh, basically the org, you know, the folks in the org chart, you know, the heads of the org chart, uh, the communications person, the the sales guy, the uh, the admin guy, you know, the the operating guy, and then the, the new sporting position, and then the uh, the, the guy, the, the 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 guy who's in charge of all the uh, refereeing and legal decisions, I guess, the arbitrator. Uh, Gabriel Gilberto Hernandez, I think it was, who uh, uh, looked like he was one of one of uh, you know someone that hadn't been part of Femex Foot before. He was on the uh, the Comité Olímpico at one point, I believe, and and also he mentioned that he was one of the you know he was he'd been uh, served as a judge on over at TAS as well. So he uh, definitely has those well, that background as well. Your your boy Tuca has been getting a lot of traction to be the coach. Yes, sir. People don't like to come in. So what, man? People don't have to like him. If 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 John and if Dennis and I think Dennis worked at Tigres, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, if they could give him the guarantees that Tuca wants, you know, well, he's well, the one guy. That's... Basically, what Tuca wants is I don't want to do all those stupid commercials. <laughs> Seriously, that, that that's all that that that, that that's what he does. he doesn't want to deal with any of that stuff. Yeah, there's. <laughs> And 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 then John, speaking of commercials, who who's the lady 
that is going to hit um, some of that stuff for FMF? Uh, it was uh, her first name was Beatrice, but she was the yeah. uh, at, she was the head Tigres? of communications at Tigres before before at she came there, over. Someone that's worked with Tuca as well. I mean, not only works with, but you know, the, hey. you know, probably you know, you know, Tuca's calming influence. I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing the trail of breadcrumbs there, John. That's you what, that's what the mirrors, dude. If you want That's to learn the, the, the toucan, you already got two people he's worked with really close. If he could bring in his boy, um, Mejia, Mejia Baron, man, rematch from 94 World Cup. That, that smoke and mirrors, Hawaii. You want to talk what about smoke and mirrors? mirrors. The Why? girl and Tuca. Just, they don't even, who, who knows if they work together? She's with the feminine. And she, and she, what is she going to do to influence it? She's just going to. A lot of those guys know. They know each other, man. They do Christmas parties and stuff like that. Yeah, that don't mean nothing. Come on, man. What? <laughs> Tuka is like Tuka, in my opinion, is like I don't know if you guys are familiar with MMA. Like Conor McGregor, he won two championships, <laughs> but then he never, never fights again. He never, he, he doesn't want to fight because he, he knows he's going to lose the next time. That's what I see Tuka. Man, he t- he took the national team to win that Concacaf Cup. And then since nah, he's gone, and he's like, Duke, he's going to leave on a high note. Duke, he's like George Costanza. No, Tuca's like, says, I'm out. <laughs> Tuca's like Mayweather, man. He's gone to every fight on his terms. And he's always come out on top. He's the only coach oh. that has never been fired, man. That's right. like Guinness, Guinness Book of Records stuff for Liga MX. Seeing that a lot, most think, coaches won't even make it six months. This guy's been like over a decade. <laughs> Yeah, man, this this guy is – he knows how to Dan, manage himself. I think Dan's team uh, handed Tuka a defeat, didn't he? Yeah, but I'm saying as, as a manager, he's never been fired. He's never been sacked. He's never burned oh, any yeah. bridges. He's no. – uh, I, I do uh, – before we continue, Joel, uh, I, I do see that uh, – I hope Esmond Londa has been, been joining. But uh, Daniel Preciado joins us from Escondido. Dan, how are you? Pretty good. Good evening, everyone. Sorry, I'm – Having, I guess, technical difficulties, but yeah, it's uh, good to be on. Glad to have you on, Dan. Dan, have you gotten over your uh, your 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 World Cup cruda yet? Or are you? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 lifting, dude. Yeah. Did uh did did, did the Santos win help you get over it? I, it just wore off. Yeah. It, it just... just wore off. Yeah. I, I I skipped the first week. Really? Yeah. I mean, not not too choice though. I had um. I had a. Uh, I guess dad duties. Oh, that's right. So you are. I was, was busy. You are. You are now officially a coach. I'm. I'm not official. I still have to get my license. Um, can you believe that? It requires a license. Um, but yeah, after after I uh, pre- presuming uh, assuming I, I I pass all my exams, um, yes, I'll be the coach for the U6 team. So once you get your license, then you could also be. In the running for for the Mexico head coach position, Dan. I'm sure um, I could do a decent job. I, you know, I surround myself with the best with the best uh, advisors and um, and auxiliares. So. If if you got your license, Dan, at the Instituto Croif, I bet you the uh, the percentage of you know the chances of, of of you getting the gig probably go up about twenty to thirty percent. Seriously. Well, uh, I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see what I can do. I hope I don't disappoint. So, aside from you, Dan, uh, do you see uh, someone other than Osorio coaching the team uh, 
coming up? You think it's 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 done done deal? I don't want him back personally. Um, I think I mean he got a he got a about as close as a full process as you can get. I mean he pretty much had the full cycle. Um, he, as you mentioned earlier, kind of betrayed his own uh, his own ideals. So I I don't see the point in in, in reliving what he did. I, I don't. I mean, in theory, it could it could probably work, but like, I, I guess because he could continue, but um, I don't know. I guess I was disappointed with his with his World Cup. I was disappointed, um, you know, with his whole body of work. It was just, just generally disappointing. So I, I'd rather them take a chance on somebody else. I agree. I know, he the, didn't, the, I know the pickings are slim, though. He he didn't progress into the World Cup further than than before. And uh, my question would be, like, if he was to come back, what do you think he would have a plan taking on an eight-year uh, processo? Like, well, you know, he's already done the four, but do you think he said, okay, this four was a yeah, start that's to another like, four? And it's not even four. It's more like, I mean, do you, do you, at least I would hope that they're choosing a manager now thinking in the next for the next eight years. Um, yeah. That's what they should be planning for, not the next four, the next eight. Um I mean, they're the, that's going to be their best shot. Well, it's especially considering the fact that, you know, as we've pointed out on this show before, that, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that are on the wrong side of 28 uh, that were on this World Cup squad, uh, a whole bunch of them, actually. So, so Mexico is going to be a team in transition over the next couple of years where, you know, we'll, you know, we'll probably see the, the Chicharito gang again at the Gold Cup next year, but that'll be – you know, outside of that, you know, that's going to be it. I mean, it's going to have to be a team that's half and half. And then moving forward, as Joel has pointed out many times, the uh, the, the Olympic team uh, for for 2020, if they if they you know through qualifying and you know hopefully the Olympics themselves, that's going to end up being the base of the you know probably the 20 uh, I have to do math 2021 gold cup team, which will then be the base for the uh, for the for the 2022. World Cup team, and so so they 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 have a couple of tournaments ahead of them to 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 to, to nail that down. Now, does that does that mean that Ch- Ch- Chicharito and company are not going to be part of that team? Not necessarily, but they're you know, you know, Chicharito would be a great guy to bring off the bench at 32. You know, if if he's still you know playing at a decent level, or maybe even start. You know, you know, or I guess he'll be 34, not 32. But um, so they need to they need to find a coach that has. Or that, that, that has the ability to come up with a plan, as y'all have pointed out, to make sure that that the team that plays the majority of the team that plays the 22 World Cup is the one that's playing the 2026 World Cup. Is that? Really I will. Sure? I will say this, John. Um, depending on how this season goes for Santos, I'd I'd maybe put a Siboldi as a possible candidate, depending if they decide to wait and just hold off on the on the decision. I. I wouldn't mind maybe giving him a, a depending on how the season goes, because if he's able to, to to get them on another deep run, I think he should be definitely considered. Um, just because of how many changes a team has gone through, he's gonna he's gonna be tested, and they're gonna have uh, multiple competitions also. So uh, the fact that they started the season with a win, I, I thought was pretty good. I was expecting a loss. Right. Well, it was also Lobo's bop, so let's. Let's uh True. Let's <laughs> And we and, and they did have to come back from behind. 
Let's, yeah, let's, uh, but, uh, you know, and also to their credit, I mean, it's, it was also like 130 in Torreon when they were playing that game. Cause if it was hot in Texas, I it's usually like, like, like a thousand times hotter in Torreon when they're, when they're playing that game. And it was awfully hot on Sunday. It's called home field advantage, John. It's not like they. Well, you know what? And they're one of the best. You're right, then. They are one of the best teams, uh, the best team in Liga MX, you know, outside of maybe Toluca, where, you know, seven times out of 10, they're going to win the game because they're playing at home. So yeah, why, why teams don't take advantage of home field advantage more in, in Liga Mekis, frankly, is, is baffling. Look, look at Hoya yeah. Chivas. You know, how many games did they won? Oh, they won with like, like one game out of, out of 18 games or, or 16, whatever it is. The whole season they won, they won two games. You, you, you can't do anything if you do that. But, but if you win, you know, out, out of your eight game season at home, if you win six of those, that's 18. How, how, how many yeah. points would you say it takes to make the league? Yeah, 25? Yeah, about 25 seems to be the magic number. And, uh, Puebla last season, just, just by winning their home games, they, at one point they were, they were at the top of the table. Um, that's right. And, uh, and that, that's not a, you know, a very strong team. I, I wouldn't, they have a good coach. No, no, yeah, but if you go squad, you know, player for player, they're not at the top. I wouldn't even put them top eight as far as, like, you know, if you do a team ranking. Well, sure. I mean, does Puebla ever make the top eight? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's probably been a long time. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's, although they did beat, if I'm not mistaken, when they won their, their championship in uh, 80, 83, I think man. it was. I, I think... I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they beat Chivas in the, in, the, in that final. I think that that's right. I'll have to look that one up, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. I'm pretty sure. You can Chivas some more, John. So, 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 Dan, you think Siboldi is good joint? I think Diego Alonso for for Monterrey is uh, is is going to be another uh, option, uh, especially if uh, if Monterrey struggles like they think they might. Within uh, Liga Mekis, um yeah, him and. Um, I like uh, Rafael Puente Jr. Even though he's got a gig. You, you're, you are, you are, you are singing to the to the Joel Aceves choir. Yes. When you mention Rafael Puente Jr. <laughs> I don't think uh, I don't think he, and also I guess, I mean, just seeing how how this last World Cup went through. I mean, one, I just think a full proceso apparently isn't completely necessary to have a, a to make a good run. That's one thing, and. I guess you also, I don't think you need to have a super marquee high name coach to do it too. You just have to have a, the right fit. What? A coach that's going to be able to get more out of another guy, out of what? the players than, than, than somebody else. Well, and, then I want to add to what you're saying about the full process. So I do think it's important, maybe not so much to have the same head coach, but, but if you look at like the Mexico team that, that, um, that Miguel Herrera took over when when he when he went to 2014. They, those guys had been in a proceso, you know, together. A lot of those guys have been together for a lot of years since youth and and the senior team. And, and very similar with Croatia too. Um, and then they had just replaced the coach, but a lot of that, a lot of those guys had been playing together for for a long time. Yeah, it's the same same as Chile. Yeah, yeah, they changed the coaches three times. No, I'm talking but, about the uh, players. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They 
they've been. So, so I think uh, the, the process, yeah, I, I do think it's important to have a good core group that knows each other, they understand each other well. Uh, I think with the coach, if, if, if he's toxic, you know, if he's not doing too good, then you can afford to boot him. And, and just, just to finalize, I think that's, that's important stuff of having a good, a good, a good FA, you know, that could, that could maintain a lot of that stuff, you know, that, that could keep that in order. So that when someone comes in, everything's already set up. You know, you're not starting from why, scratch. Why is Chivas throwing shade on on Almeida's um, possible? Uh... Oh, because Almeida threw shade on them. <laughs> he he leaked that document, uh, and I said it when I well, said it when uh, when it happened. Wasn't he trying to get fired? He <laughs> he is. It's man, it's a big mess on both sides. Well, but that's the thing, know? though. Is that, I mean, if, if he knew he was gone, and they knew he was gone, but they're like, dude, you, you, the only way you're going to be going is if you quit, because they don't want to, you know, pay the buyout, obviously. Yeah, so that's he's trying to finish their hands on, on firing. But but yeah, then but, they, if, but then they poisoned as well. I know, but if they had already sent him like uh, terms, negotiating terms, then you don't have to leak that, you know, like like if if. If they had already sent him, they had already sent him a paper with some deals. They were already dealing. They were already gonna. And he's, I think he's getting a year's worth of wages. Must be pretty neat. Exactly. That's not two million dollars. He was, you know, it was, it was. He wanted to get that buyout. I mean, that's that's why he wanted to be fired. And yeah, but uh, leaking the document is just and knowing how the. I'm I'm not I'm not agreeing with his methods. I'm just I'm just. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm explaining the ends, not the means. <laughs> yeah, well, so. I mean, that's that's what to me hurt him, and I do think that's the other presidents they they're not going to see that too kindly, man. And then I think because you know, Almeida's like very likable type of dude, you know, and but his agent is, you know, he's all over the place, so even that could hurt him. You don't want. You know when Almeida, um, you know, the team's at a gold cup or maybe not doing too good and his agent's already starting news everywhere that so-and-so team wants to hire him. That's, that's not going to fly with FMF, man. Well, Don't boot him no, up right away. I, 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 I think that, but then I realized that, you know, that FMF is also, you know, has a, you know, there's a, a media company that has a best interest. And I almost feel like the, like that, like the novella is there. Just because they know that they can get just, just, you know, that they benefit so much from it. So, oh, and they know, I think you missed it from the last week, but there was some news going on that John De Luisa is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, John De Luisa is Higuera's, uh, cousin, uh, you say primo hermano? How would you say that? In- uh, cousin in law? Yeah. Really in law? Well, Primo basically, the, like Primo like, Hermano like, is just, a, I think, first cousin, isn't it? First cousin, yeah. There. No, that's a primo. Primo Hermano is probably like a second cousin, or a. Oh. Uh, I think well, that the, your cousins by marriage. Well, you know, that's always confused the hell out of me. That's well, enough. there's a primo there was only, man. There's so only a way we could figure that out. That doesn't look too good. I mean, you had but, not but the family same on, on some level. Family on some level. Family on some level. Mati did say, um, I'm staying in Guadalajara, man. But he's been in Argentina the past month. So <laughs> he's, he's been lobbying to get that job, which is not looking too good for him, man. 
the news is pointing at our return for Savela. So, um, yeah, I feel pretty bad for Mati. He might end up not coaching for the next six months. Well, he has conducted himself a bit unethically at times. So, I mean, I can't feel too bad for the guy, but at least from um, from the standpoint of the national team, out of the available options, I mean, he should be considered one of them. It's 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 unfortunate that um, personal beefs are getting in and are even are are, are being factored. I guess it's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, you know. Before I forget, oh, hang, on, I, hang on, hang on a second, hang on a second. So, 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 hang on. People are 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 chapped that 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 these guys are cousins. When you have when you have two brothers working on stuff, that, that that's okay. I believe that's directed at Joel, correct? I'm not. I'm not necessarily directed at Joel. I'm just. It's just. It's Iguera. Iguera's a uh, cancer. You don't want that guy anywhere near, or his relatives <laughs> anywhere near. Well, just team, because they're cousins doesn't mean they get along. I I don't like Iguera, but I wouldn't say that he's he's super bad. I, I just think he's clumsy, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't say that he's. Chiva fans are fickle, man. They were calling him Tio Higuera when he was bringing in all the top talent. <laughs> and now? <laughs> now they have to sell because, you know, you're looking at a team that was going broke over a bunch of bad decisions, and they weren't all his, you know. I think the whole Chivas TV thing was from uh, Amaudi. I think he was the guy that said, let's go to streaming. And, um, was it Rafa Puente Jr. part of the front office during that during that time period too? He was briefly, but he had like he had the, the he Rafa had to Puente Jr. Joel make make the decision to go Chivas TV. Was that a Rafa? No, no I think it's a Maori. Um, Are you sure? I, I didn't Maori, realize yeah. Juan was a uh, was such a big fan. Of, of who? Of Rafa Puente Jr. You're you're a you're a. Oh, I am. I am. He's got a. He's, he's got a. It, it, is his, it is his new man crush. No, but I also. I'm also on the Sivaldi train, man. I would put right now Sivaldi over Puente as far as tactical stuff, man. Sivaldi's really impressive what he did, and he outcoached all of those dudes, man. Which was, you know, a, a lot of coaches that had been there for a while have been around, you know. I've been in quite a few fights, and he he took them all. And and so I, I'm also on they the Sivaldi train. They got beat by a youth coach. <laughs> <laughs> he was a youth coach, man. Yeah. But he knows his stuff, though. I mean, he he had been preparing himself for years. Um, he just uh, who was it? Cruz Azul. Just they wouldn't give him a they wouldn't give him a chance. Um, he, but, um, he carries himself like a G, man. I, I'm very. Yeah. He, he's impressive. Just the, the way he carries himself, the way he he talks. Um, obviously, like like he mentioned. Um, and he had a pretty lengthy planning. career as a player in Liga MX too, didn't he? So, I mean, it's a guy who yeah, knows the league pretty well, knows the the, the principles. Yeah, I, I like him, but but I also I, I feel cause I feel that we need more Mexican representation. So that's why I've always been like, you know, cheering for like Puente Junior, even Leaño now. Hoping that they end up doing really good, just because 
there's so few Mexican coaches, man. It's it's ridiculous how little there are. I I think um, it's been almost ten years since a Mexican coach has won the league. Uh, a Mexican national has won the league title. No, because Piojo uh, won it more than a handful of times. No, but when's the last time that he won it? I mean, in the I think the last. Not ten years, maybe ten, no, seasons, but not ten years. Yeah, I'm thinking seasons. No, 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 it's, it's been. Well, I mean, again, I mean, Tuca's won four of them, but I mean, I mean, I mean, do you, you consider Tuca a Brazilian coach? I mean, let's be honest. Tuca no, is a Mexican coach. I know, but still, like, like you know, as far as like Mexican nationals, there's almost none. I mean, as as opposed to before, where you had, you know, just just a big group. Competing against each other and doing good. Now it's like none. And I'll say it again: if you look at Mexico national team, all their greatest achievements have come through a Mexican coach. You know, they have medals. You know, um, under seventeen um, confederations, Copa two Copa America finals. So I mean. But right now, there's there there just isn't that guy though. There's not. Just, yeah. I mean, the only guy is Piojo, and you know, as as far as we know, he's he's tainted. So he can't. He can't, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm I'm saying he's he's got a big black mark against him, and, and that means that he you know he can't do it. I think yeah. they managed to silence La Pioja though. So that's I haven't heard from her in the Lady Pioja in a long time. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, that whole thing was just a was 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 just a big mess. Um, with with how that was handled, you know, we we talked we've talked about ad nauseum. Though. Yeah, but he but seriously, he's outside of him. You know, there is uh, you know they, they could go with uh, you know with one of the uh, the Tena brothers. You know, Capitan Furia or uh, or or Flaco. You know, you know, you know. Honestly, if Ojitos Mesa had any kind of success. Over the past, um, you know, four or five years, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would absolutely. I might even consider him now, Oquitos. I mean, especially if you want to do an eight-year plan. See, now I got y'all thinking about it. By the way, there's, but there is one hell of a game going on right now at the Estadio Jalisco between the. Atlas and Zacatepec. We need to get uh, Michelle uh, Richaud on the show to tell to tell us about the, about how romantic it is to be down at uh, at, at Zacatepec, and then and then and, and somehow figure out a way for for the club to uh, to, to to pony up for us to go down and then and spend a weekend down at Tequesquitengo. That should be, that should be our goal for for the uh, for the apertura is is to get a trip to Tequesquitengo. I think. Line up the private jet. Absolutely. <laughs> You're absolutely right. No, but it's Zacatepec and Atlas and Copa Mekis and Zacatepec just went up in the 88th minute. Uh, but the goal that Atlas scored was scored. It was a 40-yard dribble by a guy who had number 303 on the back of his jersey. So obviously like, like a 16, 17-year-old scored that goal. So it was uh, just a really, really thrilling stuff. You know, I really <laughs> enjoy watching Copa Mekis games because uh, – uh, occasionally you run into a really, really, really just a back and forth game. So uh, it's a, it is, it is a fun tournament to watch. It needs to, 
they need to figure out a way to to make it a little better, make it a little more uh, give give fans more of a reason to watch. Hey, another news. Uh, I guess the Mexico under twenty one with Linus failed in group stages in the uh, Juego Centroamericanos. You know, uh, eliminated for them to, for them to even send those guys uh, is is. I mean, I personally believe you know for for, for a tournament like that. You send the, and no disrespect to the players that went, but but you send like like as many fringe players. I mean, the the season is starting for for some of these guys. I mean, do these guys really want to risk? You know, for for the Juegos Centroamericanos. I mean, do, do, do the teams want the want want the players to be risking themselves for that? No. I mean, just it's just just terrible timing for the for that tournament. And again, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not excusing the way the Mexico played. I mean, you you can't, regardless of who you are, how you're playing. You just you can't play like that. But you know, you also. Oof, I mean, that's. I mean, yeah, do you really want to send Diego Lainez to the the the, the, the Juegos Centroamericanos? Seriously, Joel, would you send Lainez to the Juegos Centroamericanos? I would not, sir. No, I would not. I would hope he gets playing time because he's. He's at that level to be getting playing time. Yeah, he needs to be with America, in, in a, at least coming off the bench, at the very least. So either they didn't play. I mean, like you said, they, they're they saving themselves. They didn't take this tournament seriously. Or we have a potential. Uh, a major problem. Lack of, yeah, a potential problem with talent <laughs> in the future. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think it was that. And also, I, I think, um, who was it, Chima Ruiz? I don't think he even prepared that squad for, for uh, you know, for the tournament. Uh, it's like John said, the timing was just wrong, and I don't think FMF really cared to go to the to those games. They you know, probably don't even have the TV right. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I was I was I got to work uh, the Dallas Cup, which is a youth tournament, and, and Dallas has played all over the Metroplex, and they play there. The uh, the different brackets uh, or the different age groups finals all on one you know on t- in two days at the uh, at the at the stadium at Frisco Toyota Stadium and one of the teams that had made the final was a Liverpool squad but it was it was it was it was the Liverpool college squad so it's basically a bunch of you know seventeen eighteen year olds that weren't necessarily good enough you know to play in the Liverpool system but they were definitely good enough to to, to get a scholarship to play somewhere. And, uh, you know, whether that was in, you know, Canada, you know, you know, wherever it was, they could, they, 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 where they play college soccer. And, and it made me wonder, you know, why wouldn't Liga and Mekis teams have, have that as well? And then, you know, for a tournament like the Juegos because those are the guys you said. But, 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 but to me, I mean, if, if you can get a kid to, uh, to, to, to go to college and, you know, maybe, you know, at the off chance, you know, they end up doing really well in college and then they blossom and they get, you know, quote unquote drafted by the, uh, by the MLS or something, you know, it could certainly uh, work out just, just, just another avenue to get, to get players playing another avenue to get players playing. Yeah, like these guys like just, just play it. They, these guys just played in Toulon, which they did, yeah. they did pretty good. 
Yeah, but that was before. That was even before the World Cup. I mean, that was at the end of the season. It was you know the the, the stakes are totally different at a tournament. Oh yeah, I'm saying I'm saying they did pretty good in that tournament. So this yeah, this might did. have been one you know one too many. I don't have more. I mean, there's there's the other one. What is it? The 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 Latin American one. Uh, Oh, the Pan American Games. Yeah, there you go. So I mean, eh, this one was no no big deal, you know. Yeah, I I mean, I remember one time Luis Landin played in this like in two thousand whatever the hell it was, and uh, you know they ended up you know you know. Not doing very well in that tournament either, and uh, no, no fue mayores, as they say. It was no, it's no big deal, not anything to you, clutch your pearls about. You should know the Pan American though. Who else isn't that your, uh, where your boy uh, dominated? Your Guero. Which boy? Fierro. Did you know that? You know, <laughs> you know. One, you want to know? You want to know a too long tournament fun fact? El Venado Medina, aka Magic Medina, he won the best player of the Toulon tournament. You know who he beat? Who he beat for? Wayne Rooney. Get that golden uh, ball. A world, no, a world cup, no, a sir. world cup winner. CR7, man, none other than oh. CR7. Oh, at man. one point, at one point in time, dude, in <laughs> in our lifetime. Benado Medina was actually better than Cristiano, dude. That <laughs> what could have been? Ah, that is uh, <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> that is a much better fun fact yeah. than my fun fact I had earlier of of, of Memo Cantu scoring in the Gold Cup final in 1994. No, I saw that from you, John. The fourth goal on a 4-0 win, where he the ball like ricocheted off of him, essentially into the end of the goal. <laughs> And that was his, uh, his, his, his claim, his, his claim to fame. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> fun, it's it's fun fact Wednesdays. That's right. That, uh, the, the cantina. And this Liga next or Copa next game, that, the referee got an assist on that game. He he did a moving screen. He did. I saw that. <laughs> Allowed the goal to get scored. So Everyone. Everyone gets an assist. That's right. Uh, it was uh, it, it was it was a very entertaining, very entertaining match. Joel Cruz Azul, the Blue Cross, la máquina, the uh, everyone's everyone's uh, sweet on Cruz Azul this season the, is 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 moving back to the Azteca. Joel is is that is is that going to help Cruz Azul? Shake off whatever has has been has has been afflicting them over the past twenty years. I think it helps, but but I mean, I, I think uh, I think bringing in a proven winner like like Pelias, you know, and then just getting them in order, you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing. Pelias is like Cruz Azul is like that seventy show, and it was all these guys. You know, just hanging in the basement, smoking and getting drunk. And Empelias is like Red Foreman. And, he, you know, he catches them. He's like, what the hell is going down down there? You know, and yeah. he just gets everyone to like, Do you, you know, think that Pelias has <laughs> a, a good, a good kick your ass kind of catchphrase to, 
<laughs> no, I mean, he cleaned house, and that's one of the first things he did. He found out this. there was a story that made the rounds about about some of the players that were, like, had given up. They were slacking it, and uh, he found out who it were. And, and Cruz Azul still had a chance to qualify. They had a fighting chance. You know, it was minimum, but, but it was there, you know. And um, some of these dudes were already acting like the season was over. They were already making their vacation plans, and, and Pelais found out, and he, as soon as he went in, they were the first ones gone, you know? Swift kicked to the ass, and it's like he's, he's only going to have players that are going to fight every minute. So I, I, I do think he's he's a good good person to have there. No, it's, it's, it's nothing. Go ahead, go ahead. He was on I, was a, I was a fan ever since he was on Picante. <laughs> <laughs> he, he like he like what he told Fighters on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did he tell him? What he said? This one is stupid. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. But, no, but you, you know, he's, man, I'm comparing to Rick Foreman, but he, he is like that, man. He's, he'll get pissed off and he'll just call you out on your shit. He's like, like Duca, you know? And, he, at one point, he almost got in fights with even like like Piojo when when they were. I don't know if you guys remember that old. There's like an old clip when they're gonna fight. It's, it's like in an Atlas game. I think Atlas. I don't know if it was Atlas Necaxa or Atlas America. I mean Atlas Atlante. Oh, Piojo and uh, Pelaez. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a pretty good clip. That's funny. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, was, as a player, I mean, I, I don't really, really remember him all that much in America, but uh, with Nagaxa, I mean, they, he was part of that juggernaut. Uh, you know, he, uh, you know, he, he like, uh, like, like, like Jared Borghetti, you know, was was at the at the, you know, at, at the at the great end of some outstanding crosses uh, from you know Pony Ruiz and and for Belas's case, Alex Aguinaga, who would. Uh, you know, could could put them up on a on a platter for them. They just, you know, they were just an outstanding team. They were a lot of fun to watch, uh, Nekaxa. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, Joel, I think that one of their championships in 95 it was, I want to say, uh, did they beat Cruz Azul and Guadalajara to, to, to win their, their titles? Oh, man, I don't remember. I, I, think, I think one I of them was, was Guadalajara for sure. Uh I don't really, I don't remember if it was Cruz Azul or not, but I do remember it was it was Guadalajara. Man, first, first Puebla now, not this other team. Nekaxa. What's going on, John? That's <laughs> twisting the shave there, man. <laughs> well, I know we have a lot of Chivas fans that listen, so it's always, uh, you know, to, just just to remind Ojoa that you know because you don't win as often doesn't mean that they're not competing. You know, they've they they made, you know, I mean, they made a final in 04 against Pumas. They did that, that. They lost in penalty kicks on the on the which, last kick. If I'm not, it was the last kick, the very last kick. Which which um, it shouldn't have gone to penalties because the ref awarded Chivas with a phantom PK. Whatever you need to say to yourself, Joel. To, to, to no, no, it was it was Chivas got awarded with a phantom PK. It was a fall outside of the box, and the ref called it in, and Chivas tied the series with that penalty. Well, so I was saying it shouldn't have gone to penalties. I would have felt a little bit bad if you know if, would have won a game like that. If that's so what, I got a little bit ref. Yeah, to soften the blow of the loss, I, I, I suppose. 
<laughs> I suppose, I suppose I understand. I understand. So, so Dan, no, if Siboldi goes and coaches the, uh, the, the national team, you will be okay with that? You'll be absolutely 100% okay with that? Yeah. I mean, who else is going to coach it? Well, I mean, with, like with, with any kind of, um, I mean, with better credentials, I mean, not, no one currently coach is going to have that many more titles. Um, and what's important is that he's young. He's, he's not like living off past glory. Um, and you know, I'm more in favor of going younger than older. That's another thing too. The game evolves. It's constantly evolving. And, and the new guys seem to be, uh, the ones, um, that are, that are making things happen. Not not the, not the, not the older guys. Now, did he have? Was he coaching the the, the Santos youth team? Yes, he was. While uh, while the Prophet Chapel was it was a uh, stinking at the joint. Oof, oof, <laughs> oof <laughs> indeed. And and he was and he was serving him uh, Chapel up nothing nothing but 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 excellent prospects was he not? Just like one after the other. A few, yeah. He 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 was a uh, he has uh, saw firsthand um, a lot of those guys who eventually made the leap. He's twisting the shiv on Hoyle again. I know again. it's it's <laughs> now he's just throwing salt. No, no, I only go I only go I only go where the podcast <laughs> takes us. I only go where the podcast takes us. I'm sure that uh, that there will be some reciprocation inflicted probably but, but really, the night is out. I, I think I think we'll have a much better understanding of the type of coach he is after this season though. Um I don't think it was luck. I thought, like, I'll even say, like, uh, I think uh, Caixinha's uh, title, I thought that was more luck. Um, this guy seems legit, man. I don't know. Something about him that I really like. Well, he's tall. He's, he's 6'4", and everyone likes he's, a tall coach. You know, that's so. true. Yeah, he does, he does have that Clark Kent uh, <laughs> feel to him. Let's see. So he, uh, his previous iterations, uh, he coached, he's been with Cruz, he was good with Cruz Azul forever. He was Cruz Azul Jasso, Cruz Azul Hidalgo. Then he was the coach at Dorados, and he obviously he's, uh, with, uh, with, with, with Santos after that. And then Santos is, uh, the reality is, is, is that their youth products over the past three or four years have been, have been pretty, pretty, pretty solid. And, and, and if that's thanks to Siboldi. They're, they're filling the league, man. There's there, there there's a few there's Santos um there's quite a few of them out there. Yeah, so uh, I mean you know that 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 only speaks to his that his to his eye for talent and not only that but to be able to develop it enough to where you know because not everybody makes it and, and then to have a, a youth program produce that many players in in such a short period of time it uh, it, it certainly speaks to his abilities and uh, you know for 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 an eight year plan you know he would absolutely be. The choice and, and the reality is, is that I don't think that Mexico, you know, as y'all pointed out, I mean, there there really is no immediate hurry to make this decision. I mean, I remember Chepo didn't debut uh, in twenty until twenty eleven, like the, the 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 first Molero, you know, it was, you know, the first Molero of the season, uh, in like you know the January one or February, where where and, and do y'all remember? Oh, another another fun fact, on fun fact Wednesday. See if y'all remember. Who scored the first goal of the, of the Chepo de la Torre era? Hmm. 
Oh, goddamn. I don't... I'll, guess, I'll guess and say cacho. Nope. Chiquis? Wait, what, what, was the, what was the question again? Who scored the first goal of the Chepo de la Torre era? It wasn't uh, uh, the Guero and Guero Vato was saying. Nope. Oh, it was not. Uh, Joel, do you want? Uh... I was not even paying attention to that game, John. And it's funny because I have another fun fact, but I, I'll wait. I'll wait until this one's answered. All right. The the fun. It was. It was. It was Edgar Pacheco. Oh. Oh man. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that one. An I, un- unfulfilled promesa. Well, I remember who scored the first goal for Boramilutinovic's second second run with the national team, which was in '95, and his first Molero it was against Saudi Arabia, and I was I was at that match. It was at the Coliseum, the Los Angeles Coliseum, aka Azteca del in Norte. 1995. Fun. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to say it was. <laughs> Some of our listeners weren't even born. That's right. I'm going to say they were it was. Kids. It was. Uh, I'm going to say it was natural breeze. Uh no, sir. No, it wasn't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give a clue. He's a coach now. Not only is he a coach, you should have some pretty fun memories of him, John. Paco Palencia. No, no, not not Paco, man. Paco in '95 wasn't wasn't. He was playing. No, he was pretty young still. He was like in the youth teams. He went to Atlanta. Is, is, he, pre- is he is he presently a coach in Liga MX? Is he a head coach in Liga MX? Not not in first division. Not I think he's division. in second. He's in second. Man. Uh, Wow. <laughs> I'll say it. Travieso Guzman. Really? Yeah, damn it. I was trying Guzman. to unmute. You, I was trying you, to unmute. God damn it. You were close? No, he, I had it, man. I was, I was about to say oh, it. I was, I was going to say it. Oh, my bad. My, my bad. No, no, no. That, that, was, that was my fault. I, I, sh- I should have been quick oh. with the trigger. But. Yeah. He, he, um, and that's, the reason I said, John, you should have fun memories because he was coaching Chivas when um, – when Hugo gave him a beatdown, man, gave that Cierta Cero, you know, kind of abuse at that point. Could start the Me Too movement right there. I, I, can't, I can't talk any, uh, any, any kind of other, other than, other than, of course, you know, winning a championship. Because <laughs> Pumas hasn't you, won a game in Guadalajara since the early 80s. I know, but to beat a team, you know, one of the grandes. You know, and to to beat them like that, like completely humiliate them, it's you you know you you don't forget that easily. No, no, that's uh, I, I I wish I would have had that memory. I don't I don't I don't, I don't recall that game, but it sounds. Do you recall the it, it, it sound it sounds amazing. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, no, you just. You, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look it up on the YouTube and watch it tonight. You're gonna have to, might, yeah, but, man. I might, I might have to lock you, the door. You, you know, you know, like the hunting memory is is Pumas is already up like four zero. 
And I'm thinking, okay, they're probably just going to pack it in. But every time they would go to the sidelines, <laughs> who would just be telling, like, telling the players to keep going forward? He was just pushing them, like, like you know, I'm, I'm like, worried, like, stop kicking them. They're already dead. But he's, <laughs> this guy was like, attack, attack. I was like, oh, like I, I could hear that sound, dude. Remember from, uh, from Bane when, when, when Batman is like, Trying to get out of that hole, and, and right. they're, they're chanting this like "matalo" or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's haunting. That's uh, yeah. Like I said, I'll, I will definitely, uh, I will definitely have to have to watch that. That'll be uh, that will be a lot of fun. But anyway, so 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 back to that. So the because of the fact they don't have to make that 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 hurry decision. Then uh, Cibaldi would absolutely be a candidate, and I think I think Diego Alonso is too. I, I think, in fact, I think those two, if they're going to go a Liga MX coach, would probably be the top two candidates to uh, to be the as far as current coaches. Joel has been uh, has been uh, dropping a lot of hints that that, that that it could be Tuca, but I I just I just I, as much as I would love it as as the Tuca fan that I am, I, I just I just don't see him deciding. Yes, unless unless of course if they if they bow to his his crazy terms, which they they just might do. Who knows? They just might. And well, I, the only thing I see against, like, well, one of the many against Marks because there's quite a few against Tuca. Uh, How dare you? Sir? Well, yeah, How one. Dare... Well, not just not like negative, negative, but one is like. Tuca has never really been high up on coaching the national team. You know, he, he, did, he compared it to being a street sweeper once. And, uh, you mean, know, he, some he of the. He coined the term. Moleto. Moleto, which, which, which yeah. has now become. <laughs> I'm surprised it isn't in the Webster Dictionary. <laughs> or the Real, Real Academia Española. Um, but, yeah, there's stuff like that. He doesn't like doing the commercials, the interviews. He, he doesn't like a lot of that stuff. And uh, the other thing is he wants to retire soon. Uh, so, I mean, would he want to do eight years? And and I know, uh, like Dan mentioned, that's one of the things FMF wants is they're looking for uh, someone for the long term, for the long haul. Yeah. And it took us definitely. All the way. Unless if they <clears throat> want to go the, the you know, the, the Washington Tavares way. But the, the Washington Tavares way only works if you have the same group of players. Yeah. So, you know, for, 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 for that period of time. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I mean, believe me, I, I would love for Mexico to have a, a Washington Tavares type coach, you know, you know, you know, someone who's just consistently there that, you know, is going to get the best out of the play, the players, you know, love and respect and admire. And then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do whatever, you know, just go to death for the guy basically. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the one thing I could see is if they had Tuca, and they allow like one of the younger coaches to be in his coaching staff, you know. Preferably, even take over like one of the youth teams, and then just work work alongside of Tuca in the first proceso, and then take over the reins for the following proceso. Joel, are you are you proposing if if you if 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 Yonda Luisa is listening to this podcast right now, Memo Cantu, which. We would only have to. Have, we can only assume that they are, right? Are you proposing Joel a a, a Tuca Ferretti coach 
Rafa Puente Jr. assistant, Miguel Mejia Barón bench coach. Oh, that would that would player. be nice. Yes, yes, I, I would I would like that. Dan, but you would. Dan is a is a is a Tuca detractor. I'm, 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 I'm sad oh, to say. Dan, would you would 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 you be uh, down with that? No, no, <laughs> no, no. He he doesn't want Tuca. I'm not on board with that. You are not. Uh, I don't not, want Tuca down anywhere Tuca. near the national team. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, really? But, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't want him. I mean, just I understand that not everybody's dream job is the Mexican national team, but as mentioned before, the guy doesn't value the gig at all. I think he spoke nicely of it while he while he was in there in the interim, and he said nice things, but no, I, I don't think um, I don't think he values the position. I think he he thinks it's a big ass headache, and. If, that's really what he thinks, then maybe maybe he's not the right guy. I actually like what you guys are saying about Tuca not liking to do commercials, and I would actually be, uh, be in agreement with any coach re- refusing to do the dumb commercials or to do certain press conferences or interviews Junkets. and stuff like that. Yeah, because yeah, it's uh, a waste. I mean, the, the whole Moleto thing, but yeah, I, I agree with Dan that aside from that, I don't you think... Know, there was, a, there was a, big, uh, a big clue, I thought, in the... Uh, in 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 what Yonde Luisa was saying uh, about uh, expanding the great relationship we have with with the U.S. Soccer Federation and the Canada Soccer Federation, I have a very distinct feeling that we're going to see uh, some Moleros in the Great White North uh, in, the, in in this next uh, at least coming up to 2026. Uh, well, I thought I thought that sufficient. was more along the lines of like MLS. And there was talk in the past of having like a cup tournament, you know, or like having MLS teams in Copa MX or just like an, uh, another Interliga 2.0 type tournament. No, but but he mentioned the federations. I mean, that the, 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 he had, the, he has really nothing. That's a that's a, a Liga MX decision. Well, John, I have a question because I heard they were going to get rid of um. The Confederations Cup. I mean, what? I mean, there, there's what? no way they can play it now uh, in, in in the summer in, in Qatar. They just they just can't unless other stadiums are indoor. I know, but other, someone else could host it. You know, maybe like you know some other country. Because before it used to be they would just be held in uh, Saudi Arabia, and then. And then, but but regardless, um, I mean, are they still gonna do it? Is that tournament, especially going into into like, um, you know, you know, would you gonna have three hosts for twenty twenty six? Like, does the U.S. get the buy because they're the main host? And then, right. Mex and Canada have to like duke it out in the Concacaf. Well, I'll tell you what they would do if if it was they would probably expand it to twelve teams. Is what they would end up doing. That would be pretty smart. Yeah, but uh, I have I haven't heard. I, I know that that is that has been bantied about before. Uh, frankly, I would be totally okay with that decision if uh, if, if the Confed Cup goes away. But I mean, again, if they, 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 there's unless they play an indoor stadium, there's no way they can play it in Qatar 
on uh, in, in in June July, which is well, the World Cup they, 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 they cannot push the Confed Cup to be a winter not not for you know not for eight teams. There's just no way they can. I mean, you you can't do that to to a club uh, at that time. So. It's going to be interesting. I mean, like I said, you know, they, they could certainly play it in another in another country, which which would probably be what ends up uh, if, if if the tournament is played. Was probably what ends up happening. But this 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 is a great reason for them not to play it, and and, and to just go ahead and put the kibosh on it, and uh, that'll be that. The King's Cup, as it used to be called. Copa del Rey Fat. That's right. Boy, you really uh, make the Gold Cup even that much less <laughs> worth, just that much more worthless. You get rid of the. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, uh, with with playing the Gold Cup because I think you should have a regional tournament. Uh, I think, yeah. Uh, but I mean, to me, the, I mean, the, I mean, the Confed Cup is not. But to me, it's it, it's it's just. Uh, I mean, it, it 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 is the Molero tournament of the World Cup. We're just just it, it's a nothing tournament to me. It's just. You know, but but you know it offered Mexico the chance to play some really good teams in well, it, in, in, sure. in the games that that matter. But there's you no know? guarantee that Mexico's going to play in the Confederations Cup. That's like our that's like Mexico's senior team biggest what, trophy, man. Do, do you want what, that tournament to disappear? I, I, I don't want <laughs> it to disappear. If but there's I'll, no guarantee, but there's a near guarantee. I mean, at, at, at worst, I think you have a coin flips chance of. of are playing there, are playing in it every four every four years. You, you guys are absolutely right, and, and I appreciate all. This, to me, it's it, to me it's just a tournament when, you know, I, I think of a player like Chicharito who hasn't had a break, you know, hasn't had a summer off since what twenty twelve. You know, and, 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 and it shows. I mean, he, he, he's basically played another season's worth of games. Planning all these summer tournaments, and I think that, that that's you know ultimately ends up you know wearing on these guys. Hey, really quick on Chicharo before I forget. Now that you mention him, Pellegrini recently uh, said he had said uh, this is coming from from uh, the West Ham official page, and Pellegrini saying how he he spoke to Chicharo before the World Cup, and he pretty much was asking him to stay. With the hammers, that he was going to play an important role, so that's pretty good news. That is half, as he we said, know, and it's half the battle. Half, well, yeah, but if the coach is telling you that, I think that's that's really good, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, if the coach, you know, likes you, wants to keep you around, you're going to play. If he doesn't favor you, you're on the bench. And 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 David Moyes, for whatever reason, just didn't favor Chicharito. Just didn't at all. For the second time. <laughs> yeah, and, and and not only the second time, but the second time in the season before the World Cup. Man, talk about irony. Yeah, that's another fun fact for here on, on Fun Fact Wednesday. <laughs> but Fun Fact Wednesday. <laughs> As it were. As it were. And we should put we should put like a like a booklet of of that football fun facts, man. Yeah, that would be uh, 
that would be very interesting. We should, uh, we should, uh, at least for Liga MX, Mexican soccer related. We should, we, we should work on that. Okay. So, um, I'll, I'll let, I'll let y'all be, uh, you know, by the way, I find it very interesting, Joel, that you call me Yon, but you call, <laughs> but you call Yon de Luisa, who's, whose name is spelled Yon. You call him John, John de Luisa. You know, and it's, it's, uh, subconscious, man. I don't, I didn't even plan on it. It cracks me up. <laughs> if you don't tell me, I wouldn't. See, now you put it in my mind. If you didn't tell me, I wouldn't have noticed. Well, I'm sure that once <laughs> that, that you'll forget about it, and you'll, you'll go right back to your uh, <laughs> to yeah to the routine. Well, he just pronounces the Y a little stronger. Yeah. Anyway, so 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 you're you guys are you're Yonda Luisa, and and and, and you're going to make the decision. So, uh, so so Dan, you, you're the you're the you're the head guy. What are you going to do? With you? Who, who is your coach at the end of at the end of the year? The national team coach at the, at the end of this year, man. I'll say Stevaldi. Why not? Who else is going to do it? After who else to the semifinal? I don't think oh. they'll, they'll they'll do it again, but I think he'll, I mean, hopefully he'll take them into another deep deep run. Well, the coach is probably going to be hired uh, if, if there. I would I would assume after the uh, after the two the, the two two games in September. So I think you're looking at like in October. I mean, Ugo didn't get hired until like November. And I think like the same thing with Chepo. It's uh, it's going to be if if there is a new coach, <clears throat> I think it'll it'll, it'll it'll be done then. And, uh, and Dan says Siboldi. Uh, Dan goes with Siboldi. Roberto Siboldi, Argentine. Played in Liga Mekis for about Man, eight years. I thought he was Uruguayo. I'm sorry. You know what? You're right. Here's here's Uruguayan. Yeah. I am. I am. All right. I am mistaken because he did yeah. his uh, start yeah. for. Uh, with, was it? Uh, was he? And if if I'm correct, he wore the number five, wouldn't he? Even though he was the goalkeeper. That I don't like remember. Wearing... But but I do oh. remember him uh, uh, at uh, at Tigres, but I don't remember what. Uh, what number he wore? That that I know. So so Dan says uh, Siboldi, Chikis. Oh jeez, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Almeida. I have my doubts, but I'm just gonna say it. I was gonna say Tuca, but I think there's too much for him not to do it, and he doesn't want to do it. So I think. Uh, Almeida, if he doesn't get any offers, like good offers elsewhere, I think he might just settle. <laughs> or Mexico may settle on him. Yeah. Yes, that's more likely the yeah. scenario. When, when I say when I say Almeida, though, I think we might return to uh, the coaching. Uh, what do you call it? The coaching Ferris wheel. The centrifuge. The uh, firing <clears throat> of a coach. All right, so okay. Chiki says, says Almeida. Joel, you're, you're, I'm you're going, Yonda Luisa. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the toucan. I, I think that I want that experience. I want a dude that's a ball breaker. Uh, I think there's one thing going into this next cycle. It's, it's always difficult when you have, uh, when, when you're like in transition, when, when you're weeding out some of the older players, because a lot of times they have a lot of influence, and and then 
a lot of times they don't they don't go down they don't want to go down that easy. I don't know if you guys remember when um, after the World Cup when when <laughs> when Piojo said that uh, he was kicking out Salcedo and I forget the other guy and it became a big deal because they're like, hey, we never said we were retiring. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, it was Salcedo and uh... oh, I can't remember who the other guy was. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but and and one of the big one of the big rumors, <laughs> one of the big rumors uh, after the World Cup was that the team was divided into two camps. That you had Team Chicha and um, was it Team Rafa Marquez, but that it was like split down the middle, and, and you don't want stuff like that when you're starting a new proceso and, and you're going to have to be weeding out players because it, it can have negative, you know, consequences. So you, you do need like someone that's ball busting and not scared to, to make some of these moves. And, and I think, I think that's where an experienced coach, you know, can be a big, a big, uh, so, so you want yeah. Tuca as, as your your coach, but you want Rafa Puente to be it so that he takes over for twenty twenty six. Yeah, or or you know even Tivoli, some someone. So this is like a complete one eighty from from what you Lano. said two weeks ago when you said two weeks ago <laughs> Rafa Puente. Oh, hasta la muerte. You want right? You you were what? That was that was the hill you were preparing to die on. You were you were going full in. You like pushing in all the, the chips in Rafa Puente. And an eight year thing, I would because. Same, same with even someone like Livoldi, Sivoldi, and probably Leano, where, you know, if, if our goal, if, I mean, I call them, FMF's goal is 2026, then yeah, you, you could groom your own coach. You could do that. But, um, now that I've been thinking about it, you know, thinking about some of the stuff that's gonna happen with, with, you got, you got like the party crew, you know, you got some of these dudes, they're not gonna go away, you know. Did you give yourself have, your own huh? reality? Did you give yourself your own reality check? Welcome, fantasy. I did. I did. It's reality check time with Joel. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> about to get a dose of reality. It's been a while since I played that. It, it's been a while. Um, no, but that that I mean, I had I hadn't thought about that, you know. But but then it just came to me. It's like, yeah, you got all these dudes still that. That have their influence and they don't go down easy because that's that's uh were, were you telling me was when we were talking about this was this on air or off air about how Gio just playing twenty minutes at the World Cup you know oh, landed him what was it three sponsors his three sponsors right? he has Denny's <laughs> he has Pepsi which he's had since two thousand six at least yeah and uh, and then I saw him I was at a gas station in a uh, in Hewitt Texas. Uh, which is just outside of Waco, uh, where he was in a and it was in a full cutout, and he was he was peddling a Frito Lay, either Lay's chips or, or Doritos or something. So yeah, he has he has he has done all right for himself. Uh, uh, our, yeah, our, our, our Giovanni. Yeah, man. Some of these dudes are dependent on that stuff. It it ups their wages and everything just just to be in the national team. Um, so yeah, I I don't see a lot of these players might not want to just leave, you know. Some of the players like like Guardado and and 
and um, Gio and a lot of these older dudes. I'm not saying they have to, but but if the coach probably, for whatever reason, just preferred other players because you do have other players that are coming up, like or that that could easily challenge, you know, like a Pizarro, even Fabian. So I think I thought some of these guys didn't get a fair shot just because the other guys had more more pull. More pull with the coach or more pull with the yeah. federation? Yeah, both. I mean, both, you know. I mean, if you have someone like like Marquez, even Chicharro's like the big name, man. If, if you got someone like Chicharro, like, you know, lobbying for you, I think that you're more likely to, to land a spot in the team going to a tournament. Yeah, that is, uh, I mean, and like I said, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a very delicate situation that they're going to have to manage. And, and, and you're right though. I mean, not everyone's going to be uh, sent to pasture. You know, there'll, there'll be a few of the, of the 30 somethings that end up making the, uh, making the, uh, the, the world cup team in 2022. Yeah. Now, I, well, just real quick. And you know, sometimes we don't, we don't, we don't think it happens, but I think it's, it still happens a lot where the players will just make it so that, Certain players won't get as much playing time, or just won't won't get lined up. You know, I I think with Argentina, I think it was Divala the one that ended up getting benched. I think some of the guys just didn't like him. Yeah, that was that's that 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 whole yeah that is that is just a huge uh, he, a huge and, mess. And, yeah, and, and just to close it off on, on that, you know, we had some of these already negative comments, some of these comments that came out right after the World Cup where, like, Aquino, you know, he had complained because he, he got no I – don't, I don't think he got any playing time or just very little. And then even Carlos, um, you know, Titan Salcedo saying that, I don't know if I'm a return, you know, because he uh, obviously yeah, wasn't happy with some of the – I mean, Aquino was not going to get playing time, you know, unless unless if it was an it was an emergency. I mean, let's let's be honest, he was not, you know, he was not ahead of of either Corona or Lozano. He was a third string guy at the position. And Salcedo, you know, he's already walked that one back, and he was mad. Um, so I don't. Uh, you know, I mean, Messi after the Copa said that he was retiring from the national team. So it, uh, you know, guys say stuff at the at the heat of the moment. They let the moment kind of get carried away, and then they'll they'll walk it back. I didn't mean it. I didn't... That was not me. Once they get the call from the sponsorship saying, "What do you mean you're going to quit the national team?" That's right. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. Hey, Antigante, uh, uh, Rafa Puente says that the, the under-21 failure was worse than 7-0. Oh, stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> oh, man. So he's, he's obviously lobbying for his, for his kid, too, at this point. That's what it sounds like to me. All right, so if, if I were Yonda Luisa, I would probably uh, – 
like I said, I, I would take uh, Diego Alonso. I think would be uh, would would be my choice, just because he's done he's done everything that Siwaldi has, just for a longer period of time, and uh, it's. Uh, Is he tall though, John? Is he tall? Oh, he's tall. He was. He was. Does, he was central. Does he wear tight, tight, well, uh, really tight suits? In, uh, they're not. They're not as. They're not as tight as Caixinha. But uh, but he gets he gets he gets bonus points because he he, uh, he 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 played at Pumas when he played when he played in Mexico. So that uh, ah, I'm not saying that that's that. I'm not saying that, that that's that that's a <laughs> he knows the Goya chant by heart. That he does that that's a uh, <laughs> you know, that, that that that's a requirement. But uh, but it certainly is it certainly is a tiebreaker <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. No, it's uh, I just think that you know over the past if you're going to go for a guy who is who has proven that, that that he that he can build a proyecto over a period of, of over an extended period of time? Uh, you know, as Dan has pointed out, you know, let, let, if Siboldi, you know, makes X, then yeah, we should go with this. But you know, Alonso has already done that; he's already proven himself with uh, with with what he's been able to accomplish. You know, by and then by mixing uh, veterans with youth too, which is you know obviously something that that's going to have to happen uh, in in this next cycle. So that's why I think Alonso is going to be. Uh, you know, you know, should be considered a, a very serious candidate for the uh, position. Uh, but I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I, I have, I have a, I have a feeling. I know that Joel uh, said earlier that that, that Osorio is not as out of the mix as we think. Because uh, again, I think that you know when they when they throw out the feelers, I don't think that they're getting the responses they're getting. And and uh, so, either go with a guy who's young and hungry, or you. Uh, dance with Hubrunya so far, so I, I don't necessarily think that he's uh, that he's out because I think that if he was, I think they would have been they would have made the announcement, you know, very soon after the World Cup. So I think that there's still conversations that are being had about because yeah, really there's nowhere there's nowhere he he can go. This this didn't actually exactly springboard him anywhere. I know the right. U.S. is sort of talking about about him a little bit, but I don't know if that's really serious or not. You know, you know, as 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 Hoyt pointed out, you know, the Colombian fans don't necessarily want him, but that doesn't mean that the federation doesn't want him. So, I mean, that is certainly a possibility, especially if, if Beckerman uh, goes back to Argentina, which uh, again is a possibility. So, there's, uh, I think that they're both that Osorio is Mexico's safety school, and I think that Mexico is Osorio's safety school. They're they're each other's safety school for uh, the next few months. They they've basically broken you know they haven't broken up but they've agreed to see other people and then in three <laughs> months they'll reevaluate. Well, the contract did end. They said didn't that the contract ended after the World Cup. Yeah, but but again, if I mean, why waste your time if you're not going to sign the guy with with but by not just announcing, hey, the contract's we're not going to renew it. We thank him for his, for his service. We're moving on. Yeah, y punto. But the fact, but the fact that it's you know it's been you know what is it three weeks now that they haven't said anything. That's true, but uh, uh, you know, season. Teresa wasn't wasn't Teresa just just started officially like 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 today, today. right? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, he was—he got married and he was 
honeymoon and all that. So you don't think the hammer's coming down until he uh, until he sits down at his at his desk tomorrow and go, bring me the head of Juan Carlos Osorio. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I I think uh, no that that is that is kind of weird why they wouldn't just say okay he's out but maybe part of it is they just don't want the press you know like the press to be like bugging about they need a new coach or just. Just making a big deal, you know, cost, well, costing a. You know, there were so many reports over this past weekend that Osorio was going to make an announcement over the weekend that it was that it was over and done, and that never happened. <laughs> so, the press is going to go crazy if if he does get rehired. A lot of people are going to be upset. So, uh, yeah, that they will. They, they they will be very upset. Which 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 makes which makes me almost want it to happen, just because of that. Cause I would, that I would feel bad. myself personally disappointed. I would I would think it's a big, a huge bummer. But I would I would I personally would not be happy with the movie either. I think that uh, you know again, you know uh, he did a lot of great things, and Mexico can learn from that. But but at the, when they needed him the most, he didn't deliver. And 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 and, and, and no, did, did he not deliver? But 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 failed miserably. I mean, just you know, thoroughly outcoached in every sense of the word. I mean, just just never put Mexico in a, in a position to 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 do well in those games at, at all. I mean, just just totally misread the, every single one of those games. It was uh, so so that 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 to me is is just a huge red flag and. Hey, you know, you know, thank, thanks for for setting the cones, and thanks for, for <laughs> and it's good to to not have to fly to Mexico City before we fly to Columbus. They can just fly to Columbus direct. Hey, you know, we thanks for that, but we're moving on. So, but I, I do, I do, I do agree with you all. I think that that the three candidates uh, are going to be Almeida, Alonso, and Siboldi. I think those are going to be the three candidates that. Uh, because I don't think they're going to be able to get uh, some Pauli or Beckerman or anybody like that. It's going to be somebody local, and they're going to have to go with the ones that, if, as you all have pointed out, and, and correctly, as far as I'm concerned, that that this coach it needs to be someone that they need to hire, not just for this cycle, but for the next one too. And, uh, so, and, and so there's I a lot of guys that tick that box right now. Yeah, and going before the World Cup, the candidates were were Piojo and and. Um... And um, Mohamed Turco. So it's, it's interesting that those guys are no longer, you know, they, they no longer seem like candidates. Um, I, I do think Almeida has dropped a bit. I don't think he's as high as he was, like when he was at Chivas. Sure, but he, but he has one one plus right now. He's available. He, he has is, one plus. You know, the, the other guys are going to cost money to to to, to get out. So, uh, you know, there's, you know, this, the, 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 it is a business after all. But, uh, but, but I, I do believe though that they're going to make some, uh, they're going to extend some. But, but I mean, they, you, they could, like Alonso or some of these guys, they could wait till after the end of the season. Well, yeah, there's, there's no rush. There's, there's absolutely no rush. Like I said, I mean, you know, their first, you know, their first true test is going to be that, that you know, the, the, the January Molero. That, that's going to be their first match. 
Yeah, but I mean, because there's some friendlies when they were say in September. Right, which the yeah, they're, they're not going to be available yet. So, so there's no hurry. But I do think that those are, you know, and Piojo, I guess, could be a candidate too. I, I just, I just, I just don't see it happening. No, yeah. So some of the rumors I heard was that that Piojo's not. He's not going to be an option. Dylan Jimenez on the chat says that Piojo does not need to be a candidate. He says, I believe his quote is, God, Piojo does not need to be a candidate. So, <laughs> yeah, there you have it. Hey, I wouldn't mind Piojo. I actually really liked him. I never agreed. I never agreed with how the press attacked him during the Gold Cup. I just thought that was dumb. And then um, the, the whole thing that he got fired. I think that was just, you know, we've seen it before. Some of the, some of the FMF guys lose their stuff. You had Aguirre kick a player from Panama. You had, um, who was the assistant? Paco? Paco something? Uh, Paco, I Paco Ramirez. Frankie Hay. Paco Ramirez. <laughs> yeah, he slaps Frankie Hay, dude. At, at, after one of the Gold Cup games. You know, someone should have um, slapped Paco Ramirez for every day he had that stupid soul patch on his face. And, <laughs> and then we had, um, who was it? Was it Nessio, one of the FMF guys that... Oh, he, he flipped he off. The me- he g- <laughs> he, yeah, he, he just got caught giving the middle finger. And I, I think um, well, the but, whole but thing with... It was a culmination of, of, of Piojo with his... With his Green Party, his political, his Canada. political tweets, which, which again was is, is yeah, against the law in Mexico. That, that was that was the first thing, and then the whole thing with his daughter, and and, and yeah. then you're right. And then the press went personal with him, and he, being who he is, you know, went personal back. And yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was just a, it was a, a culmination of a, of a lot of series of events that that frankly a lot of us knew at, at one point or other were going to happen to him. Just yeah, because and, of his temperament, I, and it happened. Yeah, and it seemed like FMF kind of allowed it. Like, knowing who you have, you think you would have put someone there to, like, you know, prevent something like that from happening. Right. It's like, <laughs> just let him loose. Like, no yeah. no one no one there to put a stop to that. It was like... It was... Uh... Well, I mean, uh, again, to me, the whole thing about flying commercial is 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 just ridiculous. I mean, come on, man. you you can't play in a tournament like that and then be in the, be in the in the security line at the airport the next day. <laughs> you know, with 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 all the schlubs. I mean, that, that's that's just ridiculous. <laughs> and the trophy, running the trophy through the yeah, exactly running through the trophy <laughs> through the X-ray. <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, just not uh, not not the best look for Mexico or Concacaf or anybody at that point. It was uh, unfortunate, and you know, it for you know for Piojo, it you know it cost him a chance to you know you know you know you know, you know be that guy. You know, with 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 his his core group of players. You know, to go to the go to this upcoming World Cup, and uh, you know, it didn't work out for him, so. Así son las cosas. 
So, so are, are we crazy to think that he, that he's not going to be a candidate? Well, he's the Levisa guy. I think that that gives him that gives him some some uh, some juice. But but you already saw how the press asked him twice. I don't know twice, but they asked him if if uh, you know because he was a Televisa man, and that's why he got the job. So I think that's another another mark where the press would hold on to that. They would attack that. Right. Well, I mean, well, I guess it remains. You're right, though. I think the the fact that he is a Televisa guy could very well. Uh, you know, he could always be the bombero, though. So it's good. It's good to know that he is. Uh, he well, he obviously. I mean, that's you know, as Dan would point out. I mean, you know, his his processor was three weeks because I mean, he only had he only had his full team for for one friendly, and then like a week before the World Cup. Or whatever it was. That, that's when he finally got his full team. Did uh, did pretty well with that. Joel Cruz Azul Chivas coming up. Does does Chivas yeah. uh, do they get the home win for for Saturino? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I'll probably see a tie. A tie coming up. I would put Cruz Azul as favorites. Um, but we'll wait and see, man. So you think Cruz Azul favorite, the, the crystal ball doesn't... Uh, I was going to ask Dan about, about Santos plays on a Friday, so that, that's uh, that's pretty interesting. We have up in Puebla, Toluca. Well, yeah, I mean... If you see, like, just the previous tournaments in under Almeida, um, Chivas didn't fare too well against the top teams, the traditional top teams. They didn't teams, fare right? too well against the yeah. or, or, or the bottom half teams. Right. <laughs> Let's be honest. I know, but but in head-to-head, you know. That's the whole thing that surprises me with with my Chi hermanos, man. They, they make it seem like Almeida was God's gift to Chivas, and it's like, man, only because we were playing some of these Moleto Cups, it made them look really good, but just if you look at his league record, you know, and then you compare how he did in head to head against teams like America, it's like it doesn't look too good. Hmm. So, Chivarmanos or uh, now, would would you consider these yeah. the, the younger Chivarmanos, Joel? Or yes, yes, they're. Quite young, the new. I mean, dude, you're calling this guy like. I, I think that's the whole thing. They're, yeah, they're they're experiencing the team winning, and this is a team you know the Chiwa Comet every ten years. Right. So, but but also it's important to note that some of these cups, uh, they, Liga MX, they weren't playing them for a long time. You know, a lot of these cups are new. Right. Cups, you know, like bringing back Copa MX bringing back Supercopa, and then the other Copa, I forgot what it's called. Um, Copa de Campeones. 
yeah, Copa Campeones, and then bringing, and then, you know, um, how CONCACAF has improved, improved, uh, improved the CONCACAF Champions Cup, you know, because, I mean, you and I, we remember when it was like, they were held it over a weekend in Las Vegas in like a high school stadium. Right. <laughs> I'm down, not even joking. Down, down in the valley of La Jolla. <laughs> It sounds like I'm joking, but I'm not, man. You see actual stands, and there'd be like 50 people there, and just no one really cared about that cup. Right. And, and the way it is now, it's it's become more and more uh, just got professionalized, and it's been getting more prestigious. So, but just that, just having more tournaments, that's that's helped, you know. But for a long time, they were just weren't there, and you just had to leave. But but despite all those tournaments. If, if you know if you're Liga MX, that's still the main competition to play. Liga MX is still you're a Mexican club. That's that's the biggest tournament you're gonna play. That's it. There's no Copa Libertadores until you get that. But for now, it's it's Liguilla. That's that's where you want to be at. That's where uh, the majority of the money comes from. Qualifying to the Liguilla or or fighting for the league championship. Right. No, it's. Uh... Yeah, because I, I was telling, I was using Cruz Azul as a comparison because not not too long ago, Cruz Azul they did the same Chiva thing. They won, they won the Concacaf, and they won, and they won the Copa MX. And people are still making fun of them about Cruz Azul Arla and and not qualifying to the league. I mean, so yeah, you celebrated at the time you win it, but then after a while, especially if you start doing bad in league, then those other tournaments stop being as important. Sure. Would you say then, Joel, that uh, that 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 Matias was was a false prophet? Was was he a false prophet? Did they make a false prophet out of <laughs> Matias? No, I don't think he's a false prophet. I just think he 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 um he came in at the right time. You know, he got to play some of the tournaments, Copa MX, when some of the other teams they weren't they didn't care too much for Copa MX. If you look at like look at the rivals that the team had to beat. To get to those finals, it's like a bunch of second division teams. That's not uh, true. Come on. Come it, on. Well, look at it. Look at the list is there, man. Come on, Joel. And I know, Maybe you, I know that you, you played you one or kick, two. You want to kick one or two your Chivas big teams your Chivachi hermanos on their down. And it was their, their reserves. No, I mean seriously, go go there. That the, in, in the group stage, yes, but I mean, I mean they, they played they played a, a good Leon team when uh, when Leon was was still when they still had. Uh, 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 Mule- See, can't remember, John. And and and, <laughs> and, 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 and it was. I remember it was in a descent. So the the they they in the in the group stage, yes, because because they have second division teams, but it wasn't like they were playing second division teams the whole time. Come on, come on. And, but see, and then even if you look at like the road to the Concacaf, I mean, what big team did did Chivas beat? You know, Toronto did all the heavy lifting. <laughs> she, was, she doesn't really beat anyone, man. We, Chivas, you know, Chivas beat the prestige. In front of them. Yeah, but not, not anyone like a prestige that you could, you know. That's, so, I mean. They beat the, they beat the two-time MLS champions. You can't, I, can't, I can't get more prestigious than that. But the Mexican fans need to make up their mind, man, because one, one moment MLS sucks. And the next, well, it, it, and it, the it, next it, beating this team is, is 
Well, you know how I feel about MLS, so. You have a point. It's, well, you both have a point, I guess. I think Toronto (laughs) was a good, a good team for them to beat. Yeah. But how can you do like Jekyll Hyde all of a sudden and like totally stink in Liga MX? Okay, if you were to put that Toronto team in, in, would they qualify to Liga? The reality is for, for, for Chivas was that they obviously didn't have the depth to play both tournaments. So they concentrated on playing, on, on playing yeah. the Conca champions. And that, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, teams make those decisions. Look at Real Madrid. I'm not, again, I know that Chivas is much better than Real Madrid. I don't want to upset Chivas fans. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to stoop them down to Real Madrid's level. But, you know, Real Madrid, in the, you know, they've, does anyone even remember that, that they lost to Barcelona by like 19 points or whatever the hell it was? And then in the, uh, in the, in the last La Liga, no, because they won their third straight Champions League. What do you, what do you think was more what was more important to Real Madrid? So yeah. So, but, but the the point is taken, Joel, about uh, about Matias Almeida for your for your Chivas fans. It's not the there is there is that. So he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't God's gift. But he also wasn't the, the worst thing that happened to, to Chivas either. You know, Chivas had a good run with him. They, they, they made Chivas fans believe again that they can actually win stuff. They, they did win stuff. You know, I, 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 I had never been so called out as much the day that Chivas won the championship than that, I, than, than that day. It was, it, it just, it just cracked me up. The, the Chivas <laughs> fans that came out of the woodwork for that was just hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, and, look. And cutting I, I would... pictures of the standings and putting, well, where Pumas came in 17th. Okay, I get it. It, it, it cracked me up. Uh, you know, but I, I'm going to say this about, about Mati because I, I like the dude, man. I like him. But if his run was so impressive, he would already had a job. He would have had offers lined up, and there's none. Honestly, there's been none. He's lobbying hard right now to land either Argentina or 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 um, Mexico. Back, but he'll get back on his feet. He'll he he will. I do. Yeah, I think he will. But it's probably back in Liga MX. He probably coach Puebla or something yeah, like when that. They, when they fire Rafa Puente Jr., he'll be he'll be uh, right right there, ready to go in Querétaro. Who's, who's Querétaro? I was thinking Puebla or. or or maybe, because uh, no, not Querétaro, man. You're forgetting. That's another connection to uh, to Jose Luis Higuera, man. Oh, he that's has, right. He, he's not working there. Querétaro is, uh, is, is like Veracruz is for for Club America. It's like their little proxy team where all the all the all the lone players go. Maybe Lobos Buab, man. He'll he'll bounce back somewhere. Uh, I mean, if I were him, though, I would. I would stay in Argentina, maybe get a team that's in Libertadores. And if you could do a good run there, his his stock would rise again. No, I think <laughs> I think he'll be fine. I think that you know whether it's Mexico or like I said, a club team somewhere, he will definitely have work. Uh, bueno, and, bueno, chavos. On that note, I'm gonna sign off. Well, it's probably a good time for for everyone to sign off. We don't want to. <laughs> We don't want to waste any more of your time. 
No, that's fine. No, that's fine. We've, uh, we've, we've been on for our, our customary two and a half hours. Yeah, one hour show always goes to almost three. <laughs> no, I think we's averaged about two and a half. It's it, it, it seems yeah. to work out. No, it's good. Yeah. yeah. And, and God bless yeah. you, listener, for for sticking with us for two and a half hours. We do appreciate. Yes. It. Yes, it helps if you drink something. Prefer with high alcohol content. We, the stuff you, we say starts sounding more, more and more intelligible. Have, have you been? The drinking more you Hawaii? drink, the more interesting we sound. Huh? Have you been drinking what? I drank one. I drank uh, one of those tall boy Michelada drinks. Yeah. So you're saying, Joel, that that uh, like kind of like they have like beer goggles. Would you say that <laughs> yeah. there's also beer muffs to make to make what you're listening to more interesting as well? Yes, beer muffs. But all right, gentlemen. Well, Joel, it was a pleasure to have you on. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. Pleasure, minds, John. Bye. Later, man. And uh, I do want to thank uh, Daniel Preciado for joining us earlier. We were hoping to get uh, some of the other folks uh, on the, in the cantina, but uh, alas, it, uh, it it was not to be. But Chiquis, uh, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk Pumas, Chiquis. We're going to wrap it up with a little Pumas talk. Uh, somewhat encouraging, but I'm not holding my breath. That, that, that's my, my, my Pumas yeah, attitude, at least for the first that, month or so. That, uh, that team, that Veracruz team was uh, not very good. So I think Pumas has like some good, uh, good luck in certain instances that might fool us. But yeah, we got to see, we got to see the future. Cause yeah, well, I mean, usually when, when, when Pumas is bad, like they lose the bad teams too. So the fact that they got the win, I think, you know, at least, you know, again, and I'm not expecting miracles, but you know, Pumas right now needs to concentrate on that. Like they were last season, just get your, you know, just just get any any number above twenty points, and that way you don't have to worry about the the, the relegation thing. Because I know that I did I did not realize how bad some of the teams below Pumas were. I thought Pumas were going to be in serious trouble after losing their their big seasons off the books. But they've actually the last season they had where they got twenty four points really really helped. If they would have had another like like fourteen fifteen point season, they'd be in a lot of trouble. But uh, they're yeah. like, they're a good fifteen sixteen points ahead of where they need to be. So. You know, three points on the road, regardless of where it is, and Liga Mekis is, is always big. And, um, I mean, it, it's hard to be a Pumas fan right now and have any kind of expectation of, of having expectations uh, for them this year. If, if Pumas somehow manages to stumble into Liga, it would be, a, to me, a successful season. But the priority for me is just is just, is just get the points. You know, get the 20 points. If you make the Liga, great. If not, you know, you know, don't suck ass and only get, like, 12 points. Can't have that. Yep. So. Yeah, we'll have to see. But I do like that new guy, Mora. He seems to, uh, he seems to, uh, to be pretty, pretty, another Chilean. Pumas has been, uh, a Chilean stomping ground for the past couple of years. There, there's definitely another one for Pumas. Chiquis, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for much for setting the setting the show up again uh, this evening, as always. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be on. Glad to have you on. And of course, Chiquis is the one who, uh, once the show is done, processes and uploads to iTunes and Google Play, where you can listen to this and the previous editions of the Cantina Mickey's podcast. So we hope that you, uh, if you're not listening live, you can uh, certainly uh, download that from those two locations. 
Uh, those will probably usually on uh, within 12 hours after the show. I mean, maybe not 12, but uh, I guess within 24 hours after the uh, after we uh, broadcast live. Uh, usually Thursday nights, but tonight we did a Wednesday night, and our schedules are probably going to be bouncing around a little bit as the uh, as as the fall progresses uh, here at the Cantina Makes Podcast. But we do thank you all for joining us. Uh, we will talk to you guys again next week. Uh, my name is John Jagu for Joel Aceves, Daniel Preciado, and uh, Albert Campa. I want to wish you all a very good evening, and we will talk to you again next week.